When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, I've known for a while that it's not going to be the last year anytime soon. I mean, he's still playing at a, a high level, and the, I mean, in, unless he just doesn't want to play, which I don't see. I mean, I, I guess I expect to see him for a, uh, at least a couple more years. And I mean, whenever you play play a guy uh, like this who's who's won all these these championships, you want to go out there and give your best effort, of call, obviously, and you want to try to find a way to win. But uh, at the same time, it's a team it's a team game, and we're going to go out there and just try to do whatever we can to come out with the win. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 46. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Week 14, Sunday preview. Greg, what's good, bro? What's good, yo? Week one of the playoffs is here. You know, we finally have anticipated it. Uh, it's a, n- a nice little start last night. Very interesting. Um, you know, usually those one of those couple players that you never expect to do well come playoff time for fantasy, and then they just go off. Uh, talking about my man Mitchell. So uh, here, let's get oh, right to yeah. it. <laughs> let's start that off with your man Mitchell, man. Your dynasty quarterback, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, man, leading the way in fantasy points on this Thursday night game. Um, obviously, the the Chicago Bears uh, came into this game as, as three-point underdogs, actually, in this one. And they came out on top with a final score of 31-24. to And don't let that final score fool you because it was not that close. Um, the Bears dominated this game for a huge chunk of it. Mitch Trubisky, uh, you know, contributed to four touchdowns, four total touchdowns in this one. Going 23-31, 244 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. But where Mitchell Trubisky made his made his money last year for fantasy owners and he's made it again this time the 63 rushing yards with an additional rushing touchdown man this guy has 20 rush attempts over his last three games would you make a Mitch's performance in this one greg yeah man it was it was very good uh the thanksgiving one was pretty good as well and two back-to-back performances um you know he, he's doing what he has to do trying to save his job uh right when it, the going it gets tough um he's, he's doing what he has to do for his team uh, to keep him hope uh, alive in the playoff race um he, yeah he played pretty well uh, got it to his targets, especially Allen Robinson. Got it to a various amount of people, which was great to see. Um, so yeah, it, it was a very good game by him. Uh, definitely, probably you know one of his best games of his, of his career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, twenty three thirty one. That's that was really good. Uh, I mean, get to get this win against the Cowboys team that that you know has something to play for. It's one thing when you beat up on the Giants at home. Um, you know, that's a bad pass defense and a team with not really not much to play for. But to 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 do this, you know, to you know, again beat up Detroit, you know, it's another bad defense. But to do this against Dallas, um, not a you know, not as you would say, not a great team, but um, still one that has a lot to play for here. And to get this win is definitely key. So, like you said, I think he's saved his his job, and you know, uh, definitely uh, toughed it out for fantasy owners who who might have had faith in him, man, and. Um, you know, fancy owners who are not having as tough of a morning as they had uh, three and a half quarters of football, that, that would be Amari Cooper and, and Dak Prescott on fantasy owners, man. Uh, you know, thank thank God for garbage time because 
Dak Prescott coming through. I think I think if I heard, if I read if I heard this correctly, he had seven points. Uh, he had seven points, which is like about seven minutes left, or five points with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Dak did. That's crazy. Um, and he he was able to turn that into seventeen point forty six points in a in a FanDuel half point PPR league uh, standard quarterback scoring. Uh, I mean that's what happens when you finish with three hundred thirty four yards passing and, and one passing touchdown. So um, him and Amari Cooper. Uh, you know, getting that garbage time done. Michael Gallup also getting involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like the play, the game plan early was to feed Zeke as well too. So yeah, it was working um, too. Yeah, what'd you think of the you know Dallas's performance, but their overall approach to the game and um, you know Amari Cooper and and Dak Prescott fantasy owners. Uh yeah, the you know Dallas, you know, I mean Dak Prescott owners, Amari Cooper owners, um. You definitely have probably have seen this before, you know, Dallas doing what they have to do in garbage time, especially now this game plan is more to throwing. But they, they tried to get to the running game in the beginning. It was very effective. Uh, Zeke, you know, got into the end zone twice, actually, in this game. This is a very, uh, you know, good Zeke game. Um, so this is something, you know, you, you expected when you drafted him, getting uh, those those touchdowns numbers, That's what, which is good. Um, but, yeah, I don't see Dallas. Anytime they see any panic, they'll start – Going back to throwing the ball a lot, uh, Dak still ended up throwing forty nine times. So, you know, it's, it's a good fantasy offense to be in. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a really good fantasy offense to be in. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, in terms of fantasy points, you don't care how you get them, man. Nah, I was just, I was so ready to come in here and roast Mark Cooper. <laughs> I was so ready. I think he had like two catches for yeah, twenty two yeah, yards man. at that point in the fourth quarter. I was, was ready. <laughs> All right, man. So, I mean, you know, what about Mr. Trubisky? I think that's the, the the biggest takeaway here, man. He's got matchups against, uh, he's got matchups matchups against Green Bay and Kansas City coming up in weeks fifteen and week sixteen. Is he somebody? Because I know he's available, man. Is he somebody that you might be looking to stream? Uh, you know, let's say you're in a, a deeper league, or maybe you're even in a twelve team league, and you know, your owners, maybe they got the heads up on listening to us, and so they're playing some really good defense, and there's no quarterbacks available. So is he somebody that you would have some faith in down the stretch, especially as, you know, some of the, the guys we've been streaming, Sam Darnold, his matchups get tough down the stretch. Um, you know, Josh Allen, he's got some tough matchups. So is he somebody you could pivot to? Um, so, you know, the, the matchup against Green Bay will be tough, especially because it's on the road. Uh, I, I probably, you know – Maybe in a two quarterback league, I think definitely think you can make that argument. Um, I think I would probably lean to more as a couple other people before I trust Michigan Bisky uh, on the road in uh, week fifteen. Um, I, maybe against Kansas City in week sixteen at home. Uh, it's not a bad matchup though. Yeah, I mean the the week fifteen one um, not ideal, especially considering uh, he played against these same Green Bay Packers week one and. And their game plan, if you ask them, was to, to make Tr- Mr. Trubisky throw and play quarterback. So, um, But if he's running more, you know, that's going to add to his floor. Obviously, uh, you know, that adds a little bit to his upside as well With the, if he's going to run some touchdowns in. Um, you know, he got 60 yards rushing an additional touchdown. That's like three extra passing touchdowns right there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I – I mean, I'm I'm not saying I would play him over guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Tannehill that we've talked about. Um, I'm just saying if I got if I had to, to the 15th guy or the 16th guy, because um, maybe those guys aren't available, then yeah, I would I would look Mitch's way. 
and especially a two quarterback league for sure. You have you would have to. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Uh, so let's 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 jump to these these Sunday games, man, because we got to get to you know we're at playoff time. You know, I'm sure all these all these fantasy owners they want to listen to us talk about these these matchups, man. Yes, sir. So let's get right to it, man. So first off, the one p- Sunday one p.m. we've got the Baltimore Ravens ten and two. Baltimore Ravens traveling to Buffalo to take on a nine and three Buffalo Bills. The surging nine and three Buffalo Bills. This is a forty four point over under. The Ravens are now six point favorites. Uh, so, Greg, what do you got in this matchup, man? Uh, in this game, uh, I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, I got the Bills to cover, uh, and I'm going to take the Ravens to win. Uh, I just think the you know, Bills being at home, I think they'll be a little hype. They're 9-3. and three. Um, This is one of the, one of the more significant games, uh, kind of for, like, you know, a high seed. If the Bills win this game, uh, you know, and the Pats play Kansas City, they can be up there as far as the division leaders. Uh, you know, so it's a huge game for them. They'll be hype. But I think, you know, Lamar gets it done. Uh, I think they, you know, control possession, uh, which is very important uh, for the Ravens in, in general. And I think uh, they could, they could be able to attack, you know, the Bills' rush, rushing defense, uh, like you know, um, you know, the Cowboys were able to do at some in some capacity with Zeke and everything. So yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens. Yeah, um, did you take the Bills to cover the spread? Yes, though? I did. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. I'm actually gonna take the under in this game. I'm gonna take the Bills to cover the spread. I'm taking the Ravens to win this game. Uh, these two defenses are probably going to come out uh, trying to, um, you know, really, obviously, we know what the Ravens' defense is going to come out trying to do, but the Bills' defense, I'm sure, is going to come out in this game trying to stop Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have been a little susceptible to the power run game, which obviously is Baltimore's specialty, so I would expect uh, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram to come out here um, and, and, you know, basically try to pound these Ravens or pound these Bills away. Um, but I, I would anticipate that Buffalo tries to do the same thing on the other side. This Ravens run defense um, on the season has been pretty beatable. In the last few weeks, they've been a little bit better. Um, but the the Bills also, they're they're running the ball 58% of the time. Um, so, you know, that's almost in neutral game script. That's, um, you know, more than what Baltimore has been doing. So I think they're going to try to get to get after them on the ground. So I do like Devin Singletary in this matchup. Um you know, Josh Allen, though, he's the one that I think he's the one that people have the most questions about. Do you start him? Do you not? Um, obviously, you know, I have him in the league. Extraordinary people. I'm not starting him. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'd i understand wanting to, but this Ravens defense has been so good against quarterbacks, especially since acquiring Marcus Peters and getting Jimmy Smith back healthy that I would have. I, I would not want to pull this trigger. So, you know, are you in that same boat, Greg? Uh yeah, it's it's, it's kind of tough. I probably wouldn't pull the trigger as well, but I mean, it, I don't think he's gonna do devastating this matchup. It's just that his his floor um look like he'll have the same production that he had maybe when he played the Pats or uh, something like that. So uh, I I don't think he'll he'll have the the upside that you you need for you know to get you points and move you on. Yeah, I mean, I did say, <clears throat> however, though that this is a this test right this right here this game this matchup for Josh Allen is is a barometer for me. It's a test. Yeah. Because um, if you ask me, of these next three weeks, this Ravens defense is probably the toughest one that he'll face. Um, in terms of the person, I mean, I mean, I know the New England one's going to be tough, but you know, I don't think any defense is playing as good as Baltimore's defense is playing right now. So I'm going to give that that edge to them. I know Pittsburgh is obviously really good, and they're obviously really good in the trenches. Um, but, you know, I still don't think that they're 
as scary as a matchup as Baltimore is. So I'm going to use this as a barometer. And if Josh Allen shows me something in this matchup against Baltimore, I might, you know, be comfortable rolling him out there these next two weeks. But for this week, I'm not going to take that chance. Um, what about the receivers? Josh Allen's receivers obviously have a tough matchup going up, going up against these these Ravens. But then also, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's two top pass catchers. Uh, Mark Andrews, he's got a tough matchup as Buffalo is really good against the tight end position. And then, you know, uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown is probably going to get the Tredavious White treatment. Um, so are, are, the, are you concerned at all about the pass catchers in this game? Yeah, definitely. Um, Mark Andrews, for sure. I'm always starting him uh, at the tight end position. You know, he can give you, you know, tight end one production every week. I'm staying away from uh, any other pass catcher, honestly. Uh, and then Mark Ingram. Uh, that's you know the the guy I'm looking at as far as running backs to start and Lamar. Uh, I can't really trust Hollywood at this point, especially against a, a top premier corner like Tre'Davious White. Um, and, yeah, this the opportunity is too low to take that risk. Yeah, I mean Hollywood is just so unpredictable. Um, I I stick by what I've been saying, man. This guy is not 100. percent He's banged up. Um, you know, there's no there's no reason why this guy isn't out there, you know, dominating the snaps, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stick by that. And because of that, you know, it's hard to trust him, you know, a guy that's injured. Um, so he's somebody I'm going to fade in this matchup. The The Buffalo receivers, I'm also going to fade in this matchup as well. Um, I don't see how much upside they necessarily have. Um, and, and, you know, they're not even the type of receivers I, I, I could see thriving in this situation. You know, like um, they're not – big physical receivers John Brown Cole Beasley they're both smaller guys smaller stature um so I don't know if they can really deal with the physicality of a Jimmy Smith or a Marlon Humphrey um or even Marcus Peters is could be a little physical as well too so um and then in terms of Mark Andrews yeah it's, it's tough he's a tough matchup but like you said you don't want to bench him um uh, you know you're you're gonna you know what you what, the floor for Mark Andrews is probably the, the ceiling for whoever you could potentially stream off of waivers. So mm -hmm. um, I'm not really gonna gonna fade that. Plus he he's not really a tight end anyway. So however Buffalo or however Baltimore deploys him, Buffalo is gonna have to adjust to that. So I'm gonna start Mark Andrews this week. Yeah, I like that. All right, man. Uh, anything else on this matchup, or you know, we moving forward. Nah, this uh, should be a, a very sneaky, pretty a pretty good game, I think. Two quality I teams. think it's going to be a really good game as yeah. well. Like you said, Buffalo, they can still, they still have a shot at this division. So, um, you know, they do play New England. So, if they keep winning out, man, I think this is going to be a really good game. Yeah. All right, man, let's jump to this next matchup. We've got the 5-7 and seven Carolina Panthers traveling to Atlanta to take on the 3-9 and nine Atlanta Falcons. It's a 47.5 point over-under. The uh, Atlanta Falcons are three and a half point favorites. This actually, this line started with Carolina being one and a half point favorites, and now it's shifted to three and a half point. Uh, they've shifted to three and a half point dogs uh, as we look at the lines wow. today, Friday. So, um, you know, I don't know if that's you know a product of the Ron Rivera firing. Carolina head coach Ron Rivera was fired, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But Greg, what's your what's your read on this game? How do you how what do you think's uh, uh, how do you think it's gonna play out? I'm gonna take the over in this game. Um, I'm gonna take actually the Panthers to cover and then the Panthers to win as well. I think maybe they you know have the opposite reaction to it. They are a little motivated, um, extra. They want to win for him or 
went for the you know the interim coach at now coming in um and i think just the panthers will play well against this falcons defense uh you know obviously on the panther side you Kishman McCaffrey, you got to start them. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, Greg Greg Olson, you know, I think he's going to be he's hurt for this game. Um, I'm not very sure his status for for playing in this one. Um, Kyle Allen is a very interesting play, I think, for a streaming quarterback option um, against this Falcons defense. Um, I'm taking the over, so I think it could be a high scoring game uh, opportunity for him um, on the Falcons side. Um, Matt Ryan, you know, Julio, his his status is up in the air, but I'm pretty sure he's going to play. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I think, is a good play as well. Um, and, yeah, that's uh, pretty much the guys for me. Devontae Freeman, I think he can be a good flex play for you. Yeah, so I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover the spread. I'm taking Atlanta to win the game. Um, you know, you said you you like Devontae Freeman as a flex play. I actually really, really like Devontae Freeman. Um, you know, and it's tough because he's been away for so long. Right. And, his touch count, I mean, you know, he just came back from injury. He played on Thursday, so it's, it's like, really far removed from what he, like, what he did is really far removed from our brains. But mm-hmm. uh, Devontae Freeman came back from injury, uh, immediately slotted in as the number one back, uh, had 20 touches in that game, and, uh, you know, against New Orleans in a tough matchup. And he was still able to produce double-digit fantasy points for fantasy owners. And he's got a matchup against Carolina, who is... In the last month, uh, they give up the most fancy quarterbacks. Yeah, they've been getting killed. Yeah, they've 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 been getting absolutely slaughtered. Um, over the last three weeks, they've given up in terms of fancy points per game, the fourth most fancy points to the running back position. Um, over the last five weeks, they give up the third most fancy points to the running back position in terms of fancy point uh, fancy points per game. So they've just been getting slaughtered by running backs, and now you've got a situation where Devontae Freeman comes in. He's already getting 20% of the uh, 20 uh, touches, 20 opportunities uh, against this really bad Carolina defense. It's given up 22 rushing touchdowns on the year. Uh, That leads leads all teams, uh, by far the most in the NFL. So uh, I I would trust Devontae Freeman as more than a flex play this week. what do you think about that? Yeah, I think I agree with you, especially with this this matchup. Especially, uh, I think I trust that more than you know uh, Devontae Freeman as a you know. For, yeah, I mean fantasy. it's not. Tr- don't yeah. get me wrong. I I don't I don't I don't want to trust Devontae Freeman. But nah, I, the matchup is too too juicy. I think though to 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 pass up on too. And you know he's going to get the volume volume and matchup. That combination should be uh, spelled for a good day. Exactly. So that's where I'm at with Devontae Freeman. I mean, he's going to be um, a staple in in like my DFS lineups this weekend, um, just because he's so cheap. He's six thousand on FanDuel, so um, I'm going to have a lot of Devontae Freeman. So, Word. Uh, Curtis Samuel also. I mean, obviously DJ Moore. You're going to play him. DJ right. Moore. Um, he's been top six in in receptions, top six in targets, top six in yards, top top three in air yards like DJ Moore has been on a roll and now the touchdowns are coming um over the last the last five weeks uh he is actually if you don't count uh all Sean Jeffrey because he played one game with injury over the last four weeks DJ Moore and Jarvis Landry are tied as the number one receiver in fantasy with 18.7 points 
per game and a half point PPR. And DJ Moore has had at least 13 and a half points in each of his last uh, four fantasy outings. So mm-hmm. um, DJ Moore has been consistent. Again, this is half point PPR, not even full point. Uh, DJ Moore has been super consistent. So you're going to continue to roll him out there. So not even really going to have a conversation there. Curtis Samuel, though, is he somebody that you're looking to play? Um, you picked the over, so uh, this is supposed to be a good matchup. Is he somebody you're looking to play? Yeah, I always I think you know Curtis Samuel um, just has he he's been pretty consistent this year, um, and you know when he the games he's always he's always going to be involved. Uh, so got again seven targets last week, scored another touchdown um, after two you know okay weeks, but I, I think you can trust him um, in a good matchup, especially to. Get at least seven to, to nine targets and um, maybe get in the end zone, especially if they're down in that red zone. They trust. They seem to trust him a lot. Yeah, it seems to be the case. Um, and actually, just to update what I said about DJ Moore, he's actually leads uh, all players in air yards over the last four weeks as well, too. So um, that's nice to know. And then um, I guess another question coming out of this game is going to be Austin Hooper because he's somebody, he's coming back from injury. Uh, he's got three straight days of practice in. Uh, seems like him, you know, Dan Quinn already came out and said him and Julio are expected to play. So, you know, is Austin Hooper somebody that you're going to have confidence rolling out there this week? Uh, I, I, Coming I think, off the MCL injury? I think so. I I, I don't see why, you know, why not. Um, he, he's been money every week he's played. Uh, and it's the tight end position. So, uh, you, you know. It's not like you know you can <laughs> go out there and be like find a lot a lot of better options or make a, a better argument for what this guy's been producing all year. He was the tight end one before he got hurt, so I will see why not. I mean, just to put things in perspective, uh, Austin Hooper he still leads all tight ends in points fantasy Crazy. points per game, fourteen point one, but he's still the tight end four. Austin Hooper is. That's crazy. He missed four games. Yeah. So. Uh, Three games, I think it was. Three games, he three games. Still, yeah, he's yeah, missed three games, but he's good. still the tight. He's still the tight end four. That's bananas. So, um, you know, Austin Hooper. Yeah, like you said, I'm gonna roll him out there, even though the, the matchup necessarily isn't that isn't that great um, against Carolina. But uh, you know, doesn't really matter. Didn't really matter when when Jared Cook went out there. So, um, don't see why it's gonna matter this time. So yeah, uh, Austin Hooper. I think this was the game he got hurt. Playing Carolina last time. Mm. Uh, yeah. No. Actually, was it? Uh, I believe so. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was against Green Bay that he got hurt. Oh, sorry. It was or not Green New Bay. Orleans. Not Green Bay. But uh, yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. That he got hurt. Yep. All right, man. So uh, we're that's it on this matchup, right? Yeah, we I can mean, move on. Christian McCaffrey was playing. Is playing. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess. Do you have any concerns concerning the coaching change? Does that change your how you view this game or anything like that? Uh, I don't think they would really change what they're gonna do because you know it's really still Christian McCaffrey. Um, I don't see you know he's the answer really in this offense. Uh, they they start with him, it ends with him, and then you know they they. They get it to their receivers, so it's a pretty pretty nice formula for the Panthers, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to not excited. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be curious to see how it shakes up on the defense because Ron Rivera's specialty was defense. So mm. um, hopefully, this run defense stays bad. 
especially this week because Devontae Freeman, I need you to. And, um, uh, yeah, and then, no uh, Greg Olson, so that'd be nice for those receivers. Yeah, yeah, he's not expected to play. Um, Atlanta is pretty good against the tight end, though, so not really going to look to Ian Thomas in that situation. He's the backup tight end. Not really going to look there. Um, all right, let's jump to this next matchup, man. We got the 1-11 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Cleveland to take on the 5-7 and seven Cleveland Browns. This is a 41.5 point total. The uh, the Bengals started off as 10.5 point, point dogs and have now made all the way to 7 point dogs. So the Browns are 7 point favorites in this one, Greg. So uh, what do you got, man? Uh, in this game, uh, I'm going to take the over. I got the Bengals to cover, but I'm going to take the Browns to win. Um, I, you know, I like the Browns in this game to, you know, uh, do well with the time of possession. But, you know, Andy Dawn, uh, you know, you, you brought it up last week. I came back and was able to get this, beat this Jets team. Um, the Andy Dawn's, you know, going to keep this team close. Uh, he, he's the best option for this team to possibly win games, as you can see. So I, I don't think they get embarrassed here. Um, so, but I, I like the matchup for Nick Chubb a lot. Uh, and Kareem Hunt, both running backs. Um, uh, uh, definitely like the matchup for the receivers, especially just Jarvis. Um, mostly Odell, you know, I see him as a flex play. You know, uh, Jarvis is always going to be a, a solid, well, I think, wide receiver one, you know, for you. Um, on the Bengals side, Tyler Boyd, he's been playing well of late, especially with Andy Dawn. I think that helps him. Um, and Joe Mixon, I think he, he could be a solid RB2 play for you. Uh, those are the two guys I'm looking at. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to take the over in this game. I am going to take the Bengals to cover the spread as well. I, I, nine and a half, I really like the Bengals. Um, but at seven, um, makes it a little bit tougher, but I'm still going to take it. Um, you know, if you looked at the Bengals when Andy Dalton was playing, they were like a covering machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would always just cover the spread. So <laughs> I'm hoping Andy Dalton could still do that for us this time around. So um, I am going to take the Browns to win this game. Uh, I, I don't really, um, you know, 41 and a half points, it's really not a lot. Right. Um, not not well, not for, you know, these two teams. Um, actually, you know, they'll, and the last two Bengals games have gone under. You know, I'm going to change my pick here. I'm going to take the under here. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I'm not really all that convinced about Baker's health. I have some concerns, um, you know. It is his throwing hand. Uh, right. He did have an injury to his to his index finger. It was an index. Uh, no, that was Dak. I read about index finger, but uh, Baker hurt his thumb. Uh, very similar to what happened uh, with Drew Brees in terms of him smashing or hitting his thumb on the helmet of an opponent. So um, you know it did affect him because Baker was having a really good game against Pittsburgh and then started to suck after that. So maybe it was attributed to that. So uh, I'm. Gonna, I don't think there's going to be as many points because maybe they want to lean on the run game a little bit more. Um, but, you know, this Bengals, I guess, secondary has gotten healthier. That's what they were saying on the broadcast uh, when they were playing the Jets. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, who plays on the D-line for the Bengals, he returned from injury. Uh, they had some guys return in the secondary. Um, so, um, you know, maybe that's something to watch here, but I'm not really going to be too concerned about it. I, I do like Jarvis, obviously talked about him. He's the number one wide receiver and tied with DJ Moore in terms of fantasy points over the last four weeks. And he's got at least 10 points in each, each of his last four games. So he's been consistent. And then I do like Odell as a flex play with some upside here. Um, I think the Bengals, 
you know, they, they do get beat deep. And so Odell Beckham, that's obviously, um, you know, what his role has been in this offense, being the, the down-the-field target. So uh, I, I do like him as a flex player with some upside. Um, what about the Bengals side? I mean, I like Tyler Boyd this week. You know, him and Andy Dalton, they've got they've got some good chemistry going. So they I do. Like them. Um, and then Auden Tate is somebody that's intriguing as well. So, you know, these guys that you're looking to, and then obviously Joe Mixon, um, just based off volume, you have to be able to start him. So what do you think about those guys? Yeah, definitely Tyler Boyd, um, number one receiver. Uh, you know, it, no AJ Green again. So I always have to say that. I feel like I just want to put, point that out. And then, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, got 10 targets last week. So you, you like that number for sure. You want to start him up, uh, especially, you know, I think as a, a strong wide receiver to play. Uh, and Joe Mixon as well. Yeah, both of those guys. I wouldn't say I don't know if I can trust as much. Cleveland's pass defense is not not bad, but um think I can go yeah. to other options like James Washington or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with there too as well. Uh, I would probably go somewhere with, you know, James Washington has, you know, slightly, not slightly, he has way more upside, I think, than Auden Tate. Auden Tate's just had a decent amount of targets. Um you know, he's he's still getting that six target number, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice. So, um, and Andy Dalton's back, so his quality target slightly better. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really in love with this game. So, you know, I think he could do better than Auden Tate. A game I do I love, and I really just love one side of it. That's going to be the four and eight Denver Broncos traveling to Houston to take on the eight and four Houston Texans. This is a forty two and a half point over under. The, the Texans are nine and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got, man? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay with the over, keep it going. I'm gonna take the Texans to cover, and I'm gonna take the Texans to win. Um, I think just them being home, they they're they're riding this momentum, getting the Pats uh, at home. Um, I think they 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 dominate this game. They uh, you know, win the game, get it done. Uh, think through the ground and able to get uh, through, uh, get it done through the air as well. Um, especially D Hop, Deshaun, both those guys, you have to start them up. I think you know both the, both them proved that they can do it against tough matchups, uh, especially last week. So I think you should be confident rolling both of those guys out there. Um, and Carlos, Duke, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Uh, Duke Johnson played very well um, against the Pats. Um, I think you know he could be a guy for you, especially you know when a rush defense is pretty good. He Duke Johnson could be used a lot. Because um, he's more efficient back, and he he could be used in the passing game as well. So I like Duke Johnson a lot. Um, on the Broncos side, um, mostly really one person, Corlin Sutton. He's been amazing all year, just really doing it. Uh, he's I feel like well, one of the candidates for you know breakout fantasy players because he's been balling all year. Yeah, he was one of those year two guys, man. That that we that we came in the season talking about. We we didn't talk about him. We talked about them, but. Um, he's definitely one of those guys that we said you want to target in year two. And um, like we keep saying, man, this guy's going super saiyan, bro. So, um, you know, but there's one more person I do want to play on the on the, on the the Broncos side, and that is Phillip Lindsay. True. Um, but I, let me get into this, though. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Texans to cover the spread. And I am going to take the Texans to win. Um, like you said, the Houston Texans are rolling. They just got this home win against uh, New England. They're staying at home again. They got this Denver team coming in, Drew Locke making his second start. So uh, this will be intriguing to see. Uh, but, you know, obviously on the on the Houston Texans side, this this uh, this matchup looks bad on paper for Deshaun, 
But after last week, I don't think you could ever have any any inkling to ever bench Deshaun ever again. But yeah, um, you know Deshaun Jack Deshaun Jackson Deshaun Watson has multiple touchdowns in four of his last five games, and uh, this is a, obviously a, a high total here. The Texans are twenty have tw- are, have a twenty six te- uh, point implied team total, uh, and then. The Denver team, obviously, like I said, looks bad on paper, but they've actually allowed the fourth most fantasy points per pass attempt over the last six weeks, and that's actually, um, but they've also faced the fourth fewest pass attempts during that same span. Mm. So you don't see the the fantasy points, uh, the fantasy point production against them because it's not happening in, in terms of volume. Right. But uh, Deshaun Watson, obviously, he's been super efficient. Uh, and he doesn't even need a ton of volume to 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 produce fantasy outings, uh, obviously successful ones. So I think you can start Deshaun Watson uh, in a game at home with a high total of confidence. Like you were saying, uh, um, Duke Johnson, I think that you could definitely use him as well. Uh, we saw last week he had a role. Um, you know, Carlos Hyde didn't seem to have a role until the game was pretty much kind of kind of decided. So he's somebody that I think, you know, you could you could start him. Um, but you just, you know, I like, it would really just be because you're, you're starting a home, a running back who's a home favorite and hopefully he might get a touchdown. Right. Um, so just be mindful of that. But then Deandre Hopkins, obviously there's no question there. I think the biggest question comes to the secondary weapons and that's obviously Will Fuller, um, Kenny Stills are those guys, you know, Darren Fells are these guys that you can trust or take a flyer on on a week like this um maybe well we'll fill this questionable again with that hamstring uh i don't know if i could trust him um especially the hamstring injury is uh it really comes down to it's one that's lingered yeah it has comes down to one play was it was crazy because last week against the pats uh i think Kenny, you know, it was a deep ball. Deshaun hit to Kenny Stills, and then it was a, a, a fun, well, actually to Will Fuller first, and then it got called mm-hmm. back, and then literally the next play, the deep ball went straight to to Kenny Stills. <laughs> so it's like that's really the luck that you have with I think playing these two players. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think if I need some upside, I, you know, if I if I had if I get word that Will Fuller's not playing, I think that would give me more confidence to be able to line up a guy like Kenny Stills. But right. Obviously, like you said, you know. You're you're banking on a big play with those guys, but you know obviously having Deshaun Watson that gives you a little bit more confidence that that could happen. Um, all right, anything else on this matchup? Uh, no, I think we keep moving. All right, man, let's get to this next one, man. We got the three eight and one Detroit Lions traveling to Minnesota to take on the eight and four Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Minnesota Vikings are thirteen point favorites and a forty three and a half point over under. Uh, twenty-eight point inti- implied team total. That's the that's tied for the highest uh, on these these Sunday games. So, Greg, what do you got in this matchup, man? Uh, in this game, I'm gonna take the uh, over. In this game, I'm gonna take the Lions to cover the spread. Uh, I think that thirteen is a little pretty too high. Um, and then I'm gonna take the Vikings to win, though. Um, yeah, I, li- I like this game for the Vikings still a lot. Um, they're home. Uh, they're they're very favored. Uh, the formula is gonna be pretty good to establish that run. Uh, so to Dalvin Cook uh, and Alexander Madison, but both those guys should be used. Um, and you know the the throwing game, Adam Thielen, I don't he's not expected to play again. So I think you got to keep rolling Stephon Diggs out there, uh, as, you know, as a wide receiver two, strong strong wide receiver two play. Uh, on the line side, 
uh, yeah, Galladay um, and Marvin Jones. I think you know those guys. You could treat them both as uh, you know wide receiver two flex plays, and uh, cause I think David Blau was able to show us something. Um, uh, is is he going to get to start again, or is Jeff Driscoll going to be back? Oh, Jeff Driscoll was put on IR, so oh, it's yeah. just David Blau, man. Yeah, David Blau time, so uh, I think you know he's going to uh, have a re- respectable stat line. I don't think he's going to get too embarrassed. Um, this Vikings defense, you know, we still you know can't really res- respect them. They they've definitely. Uh, are vulnerable, um, so I think those two guys could be used. And then Bo Scarborough, I think he could be a flex play. Um, the volume and uh, the matchup is not too bad, so I, I like him as a flex play. Yeah, so I'm going to take the uh, over in this game. I am going to take the Lions to cover the spread. I'm taking uh, Minnesota to win the game, though. Um, this Minnesota defense, we talk about it every week, man. They've just been bad. Um, they look bad. They, they don't really look that great at all. Xavier Rhodes looks washed every time I have to watch him play. <laughs> um, so it really makes me feel like, and David Blau didn't look bad. So it really makes me feel like, um, you know, they could keep pace a little bit. So I do like Detroit to cover this spread. Um, you know, obviously, like you were saying, Thielen, he's not going to play. So Kyle Rudolph also, he's now in play again. Um, four straight games with a touchdown, so touchdown machine, like you'd like to call them. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I like Kyle Rudolph this week again. You know, Detroit's just bad everywhere. So like you said, Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, the biggest question fantasy owners has have is Dalvin Cook. Is he going to play? The expectation is that he will play. Um, so uh, you know, fantasy owners who have or Dalvin Cook owners have you know. A decision to make and i think it's really not a decision at all dalvin cook's playing i think you play him um, yeah 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 it's tough yeah you agree with that right yeah i think you you gotta roll them out there um because i still think they they dominate um with dalvin cook a little bit but yeah you were saying early in the week alexander madison i'm coming to like him a lot more just the game script and everything should work out for him and especially if they put you know dalvin cook on a, a pitch count or something like that yeah, I'd, I'd still do like Alexander Madison a lot. Um, I'm actually, you know, DFS inside. I'm actually Absolutely. happy that Dalvin Cook's playing because uh, Alexander Madison, 5,100 on FanDuel. Hopefully this scares some people away because if uh, Dalvin Cook was out, everybody was going to have Alexander Madison in their yep. lineups. Absolutely. Um, but now this scares some people away, so I'm still of the frame of mind where I want to play him. So, um you know, it allows you the opportunity to get up to Christian McCaffrey, who's 11,000. Mm-hmm. So um, just something to note there. But then I really like Kirk Cousins this week as well. Um, I pivoted off of Ryan Tannehill, um, not because I don't have faith in him. I was just I was concerned about the rain, and I didn't want to lose Kirk. If the rain did end up being too bad, I did not want to lose Kirk the opportunity to pick up and start Kirk Cousins, who I thought was just as good um, but just in a better situation. Instead of being a home favorite or a road favorite, he's a home favorite. Instead of being outdoors in the rain, he's in a dome in a controlled environment. But I do really like Ryan Tannehill still, but like her cousins a lot as well too. So he's somebody that I, I'm willing to, to play this week in this fantasy matchup. Um, and then like you were saying with the receivers, you know the target share numbers over the last four weeks, Marvin Jones has a 19% target share. Kenny Galladay has a 16% target share. Um, you know, Marvin Jones has 353 air yards. Kenny Galladay has 357 air yards. Uh, 
Kenny Galladay has two touchdowns. Marvin Jones has three touchdowns. These guys, again, the same the same player. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, it, so you you are taking literally the same shot when you start both of them. Each yeah. of them had, you know, Marvin Jones had six targets in the in the first game with David Blau. Kenny Galladay had five targets. Kenny, Kenny Galladay each each of them had a touchdown. Kenny Galladay obviously had the seventy five yarder. Uh, he had more yards that day, so um, you know you kind of you know you're 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 splitting a, a chunk of David Blau's pie. So yep. just be mindful of that. But um, yeah, I'm comfortable starting those guys and just seeing what I get. Yeah, I think uh, um, I can only trust yeah trust those two guys um, to be you know flex plays wide receiver twos. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Um, yeah. And then you know. Bo Scarborough, like you were saying, it's just volume. I mean, this Vikings defense is beatable for sure. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. But you know, um, they're at home. Vegas expects them to be, you know, leading by a decent amount. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how much production you could expect from Bo Scarborough. Yeah. All right, man. Next on to the next matchup, man. We got the six and six Indianapolis Colts against the five and seven traveling to Tampa to take on the five and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Forty-seven and a half point over under. The Colts are three point dogs, uh, so they're making the Bucks three points favorites. So, Greg, what do you got in this matchup, man? Uh, I'm gonna take the under in this game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks to cover the spread and the Bucks to win. Uh, yeah, I, I do like. Bucks seem a little bit at home, only only because the Colts, I think, you know, coming off that loss, they're just uh, reeling a little bit, uh, still pretty unhealthy. Um, T.Y. is going to be out again. Uh, they did just sign Jack Doyle to a nice extension. That was, that's good. Um, I, I really like him in this matchup for sure, though. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, Jack Doyle is a, should be a really good play this week. Uh, and Marlon Mack, he's supposed to be back this week as well. So I think you can um, start him up just to, because you, you know you're going to get that volume of uh, 15 to 20 carries. Uh, no matter what, but he does have a tough matchup, so I, I would downgrade him slightly a bit, um, maybe to <clears throat> a, more of a lower RB two this week. Um, and on the Buck side, you already know it's pretty. The formula is pretty simple. Uh, Jameis start him up, and then your two guys, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, uh, bona fide wide receiver ones. Um, and you know the the running back situation is always a mystery. Uh, but I think you know if, if I'm going to start one of them. It would have to be uh, Rojo as a, a flex play. I'd rather eat, drink a poop milkshake. All right. Yep. Either <laughs> one of these Tampa Bay. Yeah. Back it is very backs. confusing. Me, the same person I am, I probably would stay away from it. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I want nothing to do. I mean, you could do it. I mean, the the matchup's not great either for, for on the indie side. Um, but you could do it. But. I'm not doing it, but um, I am going to take the over in this game. I'm going to take the Bucks to win it. I'm going to take the Bucks to cover the spread as well. Um, this Colts team is struggling a little bit. They are hurt, so um, you, they do get Marlon Mack back. But like you said, the matchup's not great. But you know, like we talked about on the waiver wire show when we were covering the news and the notes, um, you know, I you have you you kind of have to play him. Yeah. Marlon Mack's going to play. Yeah. They say he's not going to be on a pitch count. Um, you know, it makes me feel better that it's his hand and not like a hamstring or a calf or, you know, a knee. You know, it's his hand. So, um, you know, as long as something freakish doesn't happen again, he should be okay. Um, so, but then obviously, again, the matchup's not great. So that's one thing to 
to keep in mind there. But, um, you know, you, you start Marlon Mack. If you have better options, then, again, you, you start those options. But um, if you don't have to take that risk, then you don't take that risk. You know, maybe you're favored by a lot um, and you have a decent option on a bench with a nice floor play. Uh, you know, you can go ahead and make that pivot, but I'm not going to try to get too cute here with Marlon Mack. Um, you know, somebody, you know, obviously talked about Jack Doyle. He's a great play here. The matchup's mm-hmm. great. You know, uh, the matchup last week against Tennessee was great. Um, but, you know, like we talked about, when Arizona was on by, we said there was no Arizona. But now we have to target the team that gives the most fantasy points to the tight end position, and that was Tampa Bay, and that's still Tampa Bay. They are second in terms of fantasy points given up to the tight end position. So we're going to continue to target that. And so Jack Doyle, start him up in this matchup. But then I guess the question is here, you know, this this Bucks pass defense has um, obviously been one that we've been targeting. And then over the last... Um, three weeks, they've still given up fantasy points to the wide receiver position, but as a whole, their pass defense has gotten a little bit better. Um, you know, Zach Pascal is a name that's been floated around a lot. Another name that's returning from injury, Paris Campbell. Uh, he's coming back from injury, also very cheap on FanDuel. Um, are these guys that you're looking to, uh, given the matchup, given, you know, the high total and things like that? Uh, so the, I think the only one I could really trust is Zach Pascal. Um, he did have 10 targets last week. Um, and you know, he, he seemed to be the only guy to produce when T.Y. Hilton was out. Um, so I think I could maybe trust him, but he's been super up and down, um, in the past couple of weeks. Um, uh, but the, the matchup is, is really good this week. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, they give it up the most to the, the fantasy, uh, wide receiver position. So, uh, if, if I'm gonna trust anyone, it's gonna be Pascal as a, as a flex play. Yeah, um, Zach Pascal is definitely intriguing as a flex play. I to me, he just seems like DFS, like a DFS trap. Right. Um, that's literally that's not based on any science, no data, no nothing. That's just literally a feeling I have. Um, you know, I like to call it my DFS intuition. Uh, when when everyone's like, "Hey, we should be on a guy. We should be on a guy," and you know, I'm kind of like, "I don't know about that." Um, yeah, no, nah, he was in this position up. before. He, like, a really good matchup against Miami. Yeah, no T-Y, it was Miami, and he just didn't do anything. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I could see that. And, but yeah. that one was Brian Hoyer, so it was like at True. least there's like that reason, you know. But this Jacoby Brissett's here. Um, so I, I mean, it's probably one I'm going to try to avoid. Although Paris Campbell is intriguing in DFS, though, forty eight hundred. Um, if you look at the two games that he's played this year, he's got eight. He had eight targets in the first game, and he had eight touches in the second game. Um, so they they do try to get him involved when he is playing, when he is in the game. Uh, Frank Reich was somebody that, um, you know, uh, he was somebody that Frank Reich uh, talked about. Um, you know, like in the pre-draft process, he, he gushed about Paris Campbell. So he, he clearly does like him. Um, but in season long, not going to go there. But in a in a in DFS, he's somebody that I'll look to given Tampa Bay has been bad against wide receivers and he's really cheap. And uh, Tampa, uh, Indianapolis doesn't have any receivers. So. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, um, but Jameis Winston, he's somebody that I think people have questions about because, um, you know, the matchups obviously has not that great against Indianapolis. Um, Indianapolis has been, you know, pretty pretty good against the quarterback position as a whole. Uh, let me get where they rank on this season. Uh, on this season, Indianapolis ranks 21st in terms of fantasy points given up to the quarterback position. So um, not great. Uh, obviously, fancy owners probably still have a bad taste in his mouth in their mouths from last week when he threw no interceptions. I mean, no touchdowns. Um, so, <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you say about Jameis Winston this week, Greg? Uh, yeah, I think he gets back on in the board on the touchdown department. They're home, uh, and he's struggling a little bit. So, I think you can roll Jameis out there. Um, he's been a pretty consistent fantasy quarterback as far as numbers. Um, and as far as the the touchdowns he's throwing and and picks, you know, he just needs to throw some picks to get the the touchdowns back. He'll be fine. Yeah, man. There's a direct correlation: touchdowns to interceptions. Um, can't have one without the other one with Mr. Jameis Winston. So, um, and Tampa Bay is at, or Indianapolis. Their last three matchups, they've given up the QB twelve, the QB eleven, and then the QB twenty two. So, um, and the, the QB twenty two is a little bit misleading because Ryan Tannehill didn't have to do anything last week. So. Um, I think that Indianapolis is getting a little bit more beatable uh, than than most people might be thinking. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Start Jameis. All right, man. This next matchup, we've got the four and eight Miami Dolphins traveling to MetLife to take on the three and nine. No, that can't be right. We've got the three and nine Miami Dolphins traveling to MetLife to take on the four and eight New York Jets. Uh, this is a forty-five and a half point over under. Uh, the Dolphins are, well, the Jets are five-and-a-half-point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got in this game? Uh, in this game, I'm going to take the uh, over. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover, but I'm going to take the Jets to win. Um, yeah, and, and it's a rematch of the first game. The Dolphins were able to win. Um, it's at home now, so I think I give the Jets a little slight edge. But I do like the the, the players that performed in that first game, you know, Fitzpatrick uh, and Devontae Parker. I think, you know, let those guys take you to a fantasy championship. Um, so it's, it's all good. It's, you don't have to get cute. Um, this is this is an, uh, a good play, I think. Um, and on the Jets side, I think uh, Sam Don has some uh, streaming streaming intrigue here. Uh, and you know Robbie Anderson as well. He's been playing well of late, so uh, I like him. And Le'Veon Bell, as always, start him up. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna take the over in this game. I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover the spread. I'm going to take the Jets to win this game. However. Um, I, I really did. Um, I was very close to picking the Dolphins to win this game. Um, you know, this the Jets' defense is really banged up, but the Dolphins, I don't think, have. The, I mean, their defense is just bad, top to bottom, left to right. Right. You know, <laughs> diagonal to you know left diagonal, whatever you want to call it. Their defense is just bad. So, um, you know, Sam Darnold has been playing with some more confidence. Like I said, the last game against Cincinnati, he didn't even really. Uh, him himself didn't really have a bad game. It was more just like the pieces around him. Uh, the Dolphins, they don't they don't get pressure on the quarterback, so I think that's in Sam Darnold's favor. This game's at home, so that's beneficial to him as opposed to on the road where this last game was in Miami. So uh, I think it'll be settled down a little bit more. Uh, and, you know, that makes him a good play this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson, somebody, his target share has gone up to about 21%. Um, you know, and... Jamison Crowder's actually has dropped, but you know, in a game that we're both taking the over, uh, seems like Lev Bell might be sick, so there's a possibility 
Uh, Adam Gase was asked if he would play, if he would be able to play in this game. He <laughs> said, "I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I'll have more information tomorrow. Tomorrow being Saturday, so that's something to be an eye out for. But if that happens, then um, I think Bilal Powell, somebody that's definitely in play, um, he is the backup. Uh, was not Ty Montgomery. So um, Bilal Powell is somebody that I think you could play in a matchup against Miami, against the Dolphins." Um, you know, I think he's somebody. I think for me personally, he would slide in a, ahead of a Benny Snell, um, just because I I think, you know, Benny Snell, you know, he's caught three passes his whole time as being the starting running back for yeah. the Steelers. Um, so you know, if the Steelers do go down, do get down, that's the that's the the one thing, the one concern with Benny Snell is that he could be not in the game. Um, that won't happen if Bilal Powell is playing. Bilal Powell, he, uh, he profiles as a pass catching back. He's done that. So I think he's somebody that you could play as well. On the Dolphins side, like you said, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker. I'm even intrigued by Mike Gusecki. The Jets have been good against the tight end, but the last time the Jets played the Dolphins, Mike Gusecki went 6 for 6 for 95 yards. And this time, Jamal Adams, who's been tasked with covering tight ends, isn't going to play in this game. He was listed as doubtful. He's not going to play. So uh, Mike Gusecki is also somebody that I like. Is there anybody else in this game? We both took the over that you like. Like, you know, any of the auxiliary pieces. Uh, you know, you didn't. I don't know if you mentioned Jamison Crowder, but see somebody you might have some confidence in Demarius Thomas, uh, Ryan Griffin, or you know those are on the Jet side, and then on the the Dolphin side, uh, Patrick Laird is you know the the, the pass catching I guess glorified pull, fullback has been getting a lot of love lately. Is he somebody that you're intrigued with? Well, well, yeah, Patrick Laird is the, definitely I think taking on that number one role. Uh, people are tired of seeing Caleb Balaj. Uh, we've been trying to tell you, uh, but yeah. So I, I think maybe he I think he has some sneaky flex uh, intrigue in a, in a deep league. Um, I wouldn't go pull the trigger on him and, and you know uh, a lot of leagues for a flex play. Um, but I think more of a, of a deep deep league play. And you know Jameson Crowder I think he has some intrigue uh, going in a good matchup. Um, so I, I think I can trust uh, him a little bit more um, than uh, the, uh, the DMT in this game. Yeah, and then what about Ryan Griffin? Um, see somebody you're gonna start in this game? Uh, yeah, I I think so. I think he uh, it's a good play for him. Um, you know, tight end position uh, stuff. I think you, he could be a streaming option for you. Uh, to cause to get that target number, you, you're gonna get that there. He has seven last game. Um, and then th- you know got a touchdown the game before, so he's been rolling. Yeah, I mean, um, and then to Patrick Laird, man, I just just need fantasy owners to know what they're getting when you get Patrick Laird. (laughs) The guy had 10 carries last week for five yards. Um, He had four catches on five targets for 43 yards um, and got you a rushing touchdown. That was good for about 10 points or something like that. Um, So that's just what what you're getting. So be mindful of that. You're not getting a starting running back for the Dolphins because he's not going to run the ball. And if he does, he's not going to run it efficiently and effectively. So um, luckily the Dolphins throw the ball a ton. um, And they're going up against a top run defense. So maybe Patrick Laird catches a bunch of balls in the backfield. But you're getting James White, not Sonny Michelle. Maybe that's not a bad thing that you're not getting Sonny Michelle. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Let's talk about this Niners game, man. We got the ten and two San Francisco 49ers traveling to New Orleans to take on a ten and two New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Forty four and a half point over under. Niners are two or Saints are two and a half point favorites. 
So, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, this is probably a game of the week. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. these, these two teams been playing very well. And made a little, a little NFC Championship preview here going on here. Uh, I'm going to take the under Ooh. in this game. Uh, I'm going to take the, the 49ers to cover and the mm. 49ers to win. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, man. I, you know, I like the Niners. My man Jimmy G about to roll into New Orleans. Uh, Nolan, get it done. Uh, I Yeah, I think it's going to be super close, though. I really do. Uh, I think it's maybe um, – uh, I just think they, they they're able to cover and maybe get it by four points. That uh, you know, think this is gonna be uh, come down to the wire in the sense, just you know, one play here or there that they you know can't catch a break and uh, the 49ers are able to capitalize on. Uh, I like. You mean like a pass interference penalty? Yeah, maybe something like that. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, something like that. They're home too, so some crazy comes crazy stuff can happen in this game. Uh, Saints side. Like Kamara, um, I like you know Michael Thomas. Those two guys are you know, going to be money for you. Um, and the the Saint and the 49ers side, uh, it's going to be tough. I don't know if you can really trust any of these running backs uh, with the situation, especially against the Saints defense. Uh, they're, they're very they're rolling. I think they're 49ers are going to use all three of these guys in some capacity. So I won't be surprised if they each get uh, five to seven touches. Um, I don't know if you can really trust that though. So. Treat them all as maybe RB threes, uh, and for receiver, um, Manuel Sanders. I think maybe you can trust him a little bit, um, but uh, Debo Samuel is hard to trust because his target number is so low. Uh, and George Kittle is the guy for you, I think, honestly. Yeah, so I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Niners to cover the spread. I'm going to take those Niners to this Niners yeah, man. to win this game. Let's go. Oh, man, I wish I had this much conviction in setting my fantasy lineup, though. We'll get to that in a minute, obviously, <laughs> I, and why, why I say that. But, um, yeah, uh, Alvin Kamara, start him up. Um, you know, the, the Niners have been pretty good against running backs on the year, but if you look at the, the running backs, they've struggled against uh, Christian McCaffrey, Kenyon Drake, Christian uh, Kenyon Drake again. Um you know, these guys are guys that can hurt you as receivers out of the backfield as well. So um, I, I like Alvin Kamara in this one. Michael Thomas, obviously, I'm going to like him every week. Um, you know, just had his first bad fantasy outing on Thanksgiving. So I think we can forgive him for that. Yeah. But, um, you know, Drew Brees, I, w- I don't want to start him this week. Uh, not really interested in doing that. Um, you know, Jared Cook, obviously, you could still start him, um, you know, obviously, tight end position, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the Niners side, uh, the yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's any running back I want to trust. Like, Tevin Coleman's averaging just eight fantasy points per game over his last yeah, five games. It's been rough. Um, you know, Matt Breida coming back, that muddies that whole situation for Raheem Mostert. Yep. So I'm not really in love with any of those guys. Um, and then we get to the receivers, and the receivers is is an interesting situation because, um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, obviously he he's the number one target or number one receiver in this offense, um, you know, by I guess by by name um, or title, but he's you know he's played ninety eight percent of the snaps since returning from injury. He played ninety eight percent of the snaps last week, and that was um, obviously two weeks removed from returning from the rib injury he was off the practice off the injury report last week too um he had a 28.6 percent target share last week and uh new orleans struggles against slot receivers uh he emmanuel sanders plays about 40 percent of his snaps in the slot i think if i heard this correctly uh mike marshawn Lattimore has played only 13 total snaps in the slot all year so uh, emmanuel sanders should avoid um 
Marshall Lattimore for a chunk of this game. And then Debo Samuel, this dude, man, I, I, I know the targets aren't there, but he's so involved in this offense. He is, just he is. In everything that they do. Uh, he's the wide receiver 18 over the last four weeks. Um, he's got double digits every single week over the la- those last four weeks. On well, like combined half point PPR. Like eight targets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, no, the first two games, you know, the 15.2 outing and the 17.4 outing, I think he had a combined like 16 targets in okay, those okay. two games. But the two games after that, he has a combined like five targets. Yeah, so. but each of those games, but he's got 15.2 points, seventeen point four, twelve point oh, thirteen point one. So I mean, I'm not excited to start him. I would not start him unless I have like no other option but to start him. But he's the wide receiver eighteen over the last month. Um, you know, he's on he plays on a team in 49ers, a, a coach with Kyle Shanahan, who is going to get the ball to the playmakers, his guys to make plays. And you could see it when you know they call plays, they call end arounds for him. So it's not just targets, he gets rush attempts as well. So um I, I'm not gonna run away from him, you know, but I mean, given in a week where, you know, the receiver position is so deep, so you don't have to start him. I don't even, I mean, maybe this is more of a DFS thing, but you don't have to start him. You know, like, I'd rather start James Washington than him. I'd rather start Robbie Anderson than him. I'd rather start, um, you know, know, there's, I'm sure there's more guys I'd rather start than Debo Samuel. So, um, you know, I'm not going to force it, but I'm also not going to, you know, you know, run away from it either, if that makes sense. Um, and then George Kittle's got a matchup against New Orleans, who's actually um, struggles against the tight end position. Uh, they give up the eighth most t- fantasy points to the tight end position over the last three weeks. So, um, given 10.7 points a game, they, you know, the last three weeks they gave up the tight end 10, the tight end 10, and the tight end 9. So, um, it's actually interesting because. The tight end nine was to Jaden Graham. The tight end ten was to Greg Olson, and then the tight end eight was to uh, I think it might have been Cameron Brake. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna feel confident starting George Kittle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, George Kittle. You got you got to at this point. You drafted him to be here and do it for your team. So start him up. Yeah, man. All right, let's jump to this this next game. The last of the one o'clock games. It's gonna be three and nine Washington Redskins traveling to. Uh, Lambeau to take on uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin to take on the nine and three Green Bay Packers. The forty one and a half point over under Green Bay Packers are thirteen point favorites. They have the second highest implied team total with twenty seven points. So, Greg, what do we make of this matchup? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the over in this game, but I'm gonna take the Redskins to cover and the Packers to win. Um, yeah, I do like the Packers a lot in this matchup. The they are home. Um, they're going against, you know, the struggling, struggling Redskins team. Um, but I think the you know, Redskins are able to do what they have to do to, to keep the game close, especially in time of possession. So, uh, especially, um, you know, running the ball. They've been doing it very well late with uh, Darius guys, Darius guys in AP. Um, so, uh, on the Packers side, I like Rodgers a lot. I like Devontae. Uh, I like your running backs, Aaron, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Um, so, I think those guys you got to look at. Uh, to be there for you. Um, on the other side, um, Redskins, uh, really the the running backs, um, Darius Geis, uh been pretty good for you of late. I think he could be a, a RB2 for you. Um, as you start him up, especially in a solid matchup against the Packers. Uh, and, you know, Scary Terry, keep him as a flex play, really. 
Um, you know, he's going to be there with the target number, but uh, is he going to be able to, you know, get that production uh, in the end zone and in yardage numbers? So I think it's just a, a low inflex for you. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Packers to cover the spread. I'm taking the Packers to win. Um, I mean, how you see, you know, the production that you see for the Washington Redskins makes complete sense. Um, seeing how you have them covering the spread. Um, I don't have them covering the spread, so I don't see much success for them. Um, you know, Dwayne Wash, Dwayne Haskins, um, he's been struggling. Uh, he leads the league in interception rate. Uh, I think Green Bay, you know, going into Lambeau uh, in December, that's not an easy thing to do, especially for a rookie. So I'm going to take, uh, you know, Green Bay. That's why I really do like Green Bay defense this week as well uh, to make Haskins struggle. Um, and then, so, I, you know, that's kind of scares me off of Scary Terry. Uh, and then, you know, Dwayne Darius Geis uh, played 34.5% of the snaps. Um, so that's down from the week before we played 48.1% of the snaps. And like we talked about before, he played less snaps than, than Chris Thompson. So I do like the matchup for Darius Geis, and I, I do like uh, what he could do. Uh, I just, we're not guaranteed the touches, and he's still splitting the carries with Adrian Peterson, who had more carries than him last week. So I do understand, um, you know, you could go there. I just, I would be nervous, you know, pulling that trigger. Um, but then on the Green Bay side, I'd, I'd like Aaron Rodgers a lot this week again. Uh, we talked about him last week in, in matchups of bad defenses and what he's able to do, and he's got another one here. Uh, the the Washington Redskins gave up the fifth most fancy points to the quarterback position over the last the last five weeks. So um, I, I like or the last yeah the last five weeks. So I like what Aaron Rodgers could do here, and then Devontae Adams. Uh, he's you know been on a roll, leads the league in target share uh, since coming back from injury. So uh, I do really like Devontae Adams in 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 this game. He's got at least 30% of the team's targets in every game since returning, and he's second in the league in red zone targets as well. So um, really like Devontae Adams. I guess the biggest question is, you know, in a game where the Packers are huge home favorites, you know, is a guy like Alan Lazard in play for you? Um maybe for a, a, a deep ball touchdown. Uh, you got that one last week against uh, the Giants. Um, I think I think he can be a, a solid player, maybe. Um, I think I like him more than, you know, you're talking about um, before, like Alden Tate or something like that. I, I like maybe Lazard a little more than that. Yeah, I mean, his, he's been 19 routes, 19 routes. His routes haven't gone up. His targets... Um, really aren't all that great either. His snap share is like halfway. He's playing fifty to sixty percent of the snaps. So, I mean, he's a he's a dart throw, but you know, you're you're kind of hoping for that touchdown variance uh, with Aaron Rodgers, hoping that some of that leaks into Alan Lazard's day. Um, we were talking about the you we were talking about the running backs before. I think, I mean, Aaron Jones. This is a really good matchup for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones owners are probably upset. Yes. Um, but this is a really good matchup. And, you know, Aaron Jones had a touchdown call back last week. And if he gets that touchdown, we're looking at a different day. Um, but I, I just want to shed some light on Jamal Williams. I think he's somebody that should be in lineups this week, um, at least as a flex play. Uh, you know, he's since coming back from that concussion, Jamal Williams averages 15 points a game. He's the RB 13 during that span. Um you know, so I, he's somebody that should be in lineups. He should be in play, especially in a game where the Packers are, 
you know, 13-point favorites at home against a struggling Washington Redskins defense. So, no, he's somebody that I, I definitely would play this week if I if I had Jamal Williams. Yeah, I agree with that. I like Jamal Williams pretty much all year, um, especially, you know, Malifor. He's always going to use both these guys. So, uh, I think, you know, he, he's always going to be a good play. Um at that, you know, as an RB2 or a low-end RB2 flex guy. Would you recommend playing both of these guys this week? Uh, I, I think so. I think if you had both of them, um, you can play both of them. And then separately as uh, individual players, I think you can you can play both of them. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, all right, man, let's jump into this next one unless you have anything else to add to this one. Nah, we could definitely keep going. All right, man, let's jump to this next matchup. We've got the 4-8. and eight L.A. Chargers, these are two underperforming, underwhelming teams this year, man. The 4-8 and eight L.A. Chargers traveling to Jacksonville to take on the 4-8 and eight Jacksonville Jaguars. A 43-point over-under. L.A. Chargers are three-point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got in this matchup? Yeah, it was pretty hard to call just because both teams have so, been so inconsistent and don't really know which team is going to show up. But I'm, I'm going to take the over in this game, and I'm going to take the, the Jacks to cover the spread and the Jacks to win um, just because really – Chargers are traveling um, to the East Coast. Uh, one uh, four o'clock game. I four four o five. Sorry, four o five p.m. game. The first of the four o'clock games. Yeah, just think uh, that travel is gonna be a little tough for them. Um, I think that you know their play is gonna not gonna travel with them. So uh, I like the Jaguars to you know sneak out and win this game. Um, the Chargers side, you know, I, I like MG three. Uh, I like Eckler. Both those guys. Um, uh, you know, they they've been playing very you know well of late. They they always be. Very safe, uh, I think, fantasy players at this point. You, you want that uh, as <clears throat> RB2 with some maybe RB1 upside from both of them. Uh, and also Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, Mike Williams, you know, been a little, little more intriguing of late. Uh, he did pretty well last week. Um, and I think you can maybe trust him as a flex play uh, this week and Keenan Allen as well. Um, on the Jaguar side, Leonard Fournette. Uh, is really the you know the the main guy I'm looking at, and then the receivers, of course, uh, DJ Shark and both DD um, Westbrook have been playing uh, pretty well, I think, especially DD Westbrook uh, getting that target number. Got a touchdown last week as well, so uh, he's been upgraded as we expected when Nick Foles back. Yeah, I'm I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Jacks to cover the spread. I'm taking the Jacks to win the game as well, man. Um, you know, I really though both these defenses. Neither one of them are really great. The Jacksonville defense, I think that's the one that's the most alarming. Um, you know, they were supposed to be good. You know, that's the expectation. They had been good. Obviously, trading away Jalen Ramsey might have changed some things for them. Mm-hmm. But no one thought that they would be this bad. Um, but, you know, they're, they're one to definitely target. Um, you know, they were the reason that we went back to the Marlon Mack against, you know, Marlon Mack against running back or against these guys a couple weeks ago. That's what put uh, that's what put me on to make Derrick Henry my start of the week two weeks ago, um, and then who did they play last week? Uh, the Jaguars. Oh, they played the Jags, and that's what put us all on Ronald Jones. But then it was turned out to be Peyton Barber that ended up doing it. Um, so you know the the Jacksonville Jaguars have been bad. So I really like Melvin Gordon in this one. Um, Austin Eckler also he's somebody that you know I went back I looked at the numbers. You're right. He's been super consistent over the last few weeks, um, getting you almost double digits every week. So he's somebody that I also like. Um, 
And then, you know, in terms of the receivers, I mean, I think there's fantasy points to be had in this game. Uh, yeah. You know, you and I yeah. both think that. We took we both took the over. Um, I think there's definitely points to be had. Um, you know, Keenan Allen, you know, you talked about Mike Williams. He still has not scored a touchdown, and he's still killing it with the air yards. Um, so he's somebody that, you know, I think is in play this week as well. And then on the Jacksonville side, you know, DJ Shark, he might be getting Casey Hayward attention, but – um, honestly, Gardner's back. I'm just, I just want those 15 targets again. Like, I don't really care. That's why so I did forget Gardner's back. Um, Chris Conley, he's somebody that, again, he's still getting targets. He's actually gotten as many targets as D.D. Westbrook. He's, I mean, again, his targets deeper down the field, so they're not, they're, you know, a little bit um, more volatile. But um, D.D. Westbrook, are you monitoring that situation? What's going on with him? It seems like he's been missing practice with a personal issue. Um, but like, seems like he returned. Um, is that something that you're concerned about with D.D. Westbrook? Yeah, no, I think uh, he, yeah, he got um, got those notifications that he's back to to healthy. You know, he's he's back at practice. I think he'll be there on Sunday. Got eight targets last game. The week before, got nine targets. Um, and uh, getting a, a good catch rate with that as well. Uh, I think you can trust them, especially in the PPR league, uh, to roll them out there. Him and, and D.J. Shark. Yeah, I agree with that too, man. Um, it's just funny because, uh, okay, yeah, the char- the Chargers have lost 65 games, right? Mm-hmm. Ready? The Chargers have lost 65 games by seven points or fewer Makes since sense. 2006. Since 2006. That's, it's, it's insane. 65 losses by seven yeah, games. I feel like every time I watch the Chargers there, yeah, they're in some type of close game. They finished eight and eight. They're they're always in. It's just been a, a very like parody team. Like they're the bar for you know uh, average scene in the NFL. Yo, just imagine how many of those those losses would be wins if they had an analytics department. Analytics, uh, just you know those those games. I've seen so many games where Phillip Rivers would just throw a pick at the end or a couple of possessions down the line. Um, yeah, they, they, the the swing for them is huge. They could have been. Uh, in a couple, you know, AFC championships, uh, they got to. Phil you know, Rivers should have like three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, he, he should be at least in the Super Bowl. I, I really believe that. Um, just all, all the, those games in December, that you know they never, uh, never come through, and yeah, it, it's tough for the Chargers. I, I feel bad for it. Th- those careers. Phil Rivers and Eli Manning. It's like <laughs> two total like the switch that happened when they got drafted and what happened throughout their career. Oh, this is the Chargers special. You start out four and eight, you finish eight and eight. Oh yeah. This is how the Chargers this is how the Chargers do it. That's true. You're right. You are right. They they get a little hot <laughs> at the end. A chance to make it's the It's like, playoffs. oh, we just missed the playoffs. Yep. Every year. Every year. <laughs> oh man. All right, man. So let's get on to this next game. We got the eight and four Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Foxborough to take on a ten and two New England Patriots in a 4:25 p.m. game, 49 and a half point over/under. New England Patriots are three-point favorites. Greg, did you know in the Patriots' last 42 games with both Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, the New England Patriots at home in Foxborough against an AFC opponent are 42 and 0 in their last 42 games? So, Greg, what do you got in this game? Yeah, this is really the only reason I'm I'm taking the Pats. I was <laughs> I was very ready to take the Chiefs. I'm very ready to take Patty. I, I really want to do it still, but I'm I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Chiefs to cover the spread though. But I'm, I'm gonna take the Pats to to win the game. Unfortunately, 
I just think, yeah, they're Foxborough, man. It's really the only reason. Like, there's no reason to it. They just, Patriots know how to win when they're at home, taking care of business, doing their job. Uh, it, it just makes sense for them to, to give them to get the dub. Uh, Tom Brady having the ball last, maybe, and then getting that win um, against, against the, the Chiefs in this game. Yeah, man, this game is so so tough, man. It is so tough. But I'm going to take the going to take the Pats. I'm going to take the over. We take the pass to cover this round. I'm taking the pass to win the game. Um, you know, we have that 42 and 0 with Brady and Edelman. Um, the Patriots have also won 21 straight home games. Um, that goes back to last year. So. Um, yeah, there's that as well. Uh, and then we also look at, if we look at what New England has done historically in this matchup, I mean, you and I were looking at looking at it the other day. Uh, they've kind of let Tyreek Hill go off a little bit. Um, you know, they held him they held him in the playoff game. They held him in check. But the, each of the last two years, Tyreek Hill's kind of had his way with these guys. Um, they've done whatever they could to shut down Travis Kelsey but, uh, uh, in that, during that same time span, though. Um, you know, so it makes you wonder if they're going to try to do that again. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, you're going to start him this week. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, you're obviously going to start him as well. Yep. Um, but you know, did is Zach Zach Ertz did have some success against these guys? So you know, what's going on there? Um, you know, I, that'll just from a football standpoint, that'll be intriguing to watch. Um, how you know how that matches up? But um, on the New England side, um. Well, you know, obviously, staying on the Kansas City side with the running backs, um, you know, I'm not really going to touch this running back situation. Uh, maybe shady if I'm in a pinch, um, but you know, and if I was on, if maybe if I'm a playoff team and I got a buy, uh, maybe I'll drop my kicker, pick up Darwin Thompson, um, you know, do something funky like that. Or if I'm streaming defenses, I'll drop a defense, pick up Darwin Thompson, you know, do something, do something funky like that, um, you know just to hold him through and see what happens or whatever. Um, but then on the New England side, Julian Edelman, you know, he's got double-digit targets in seven straight games. Uh, so he's somebody I'm interested in, obviously. Uh, James White, obviously someone I'm interested in. But then there's the interesting conversation. Sony Michelle. Um, in his last two games, Sony Michelle has 20. Each of his last two games, it's not the average. He's got 20-plus carries, he's got 100-plus yards, and he has two rushing touchdowns, each of those two games. Um, again, the last two games against the, the you know, New, you know, Kansas City against New England, that was New England's formula to run Sony Michelle 20-plus times for, you know, 100-plus yards. Um, so, and obviously Kansas City still struggles against the run. So, are you comfortable starting Sony Michelle this week? Uh, I I I am uh, maybe as more of a flex, but I really love James White more this week. Uh, I think this is more of a James White game. Um, like he he did blow up last week. Um, so a little recency bias, but I still think they use him a lot. Um, maybe no huddle. Uh, uh they want to put up points against the Chiefs team. They I think they know the pass know they have to score. Uh, so I think they they're gonna use James White a little more. So I, I might um lean towards him. And Sony Michelle, maybe like a, a low flex play though. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know, man. Because you know the the one thing about um, Belichick, man, is you know the Patriots. They're not tough. They're not hard to figure out, man. You know, like 
they're gonna do what they're gonna whatever you're bad at. That's what they're gonna do. Right. You know. And so this Chiefs team, they've they've been pretty good as a uh, you know they've been pretty good as a pass defense on the year. Uh, you know, and they they don't come out just you know running no huddle with James White. I think that's something that they have to be forced to do if we look at their the game that they had against, um, you know, the game they had against uh, obviously Houston, but then also the game against Baltimore. Um, two of James White's biggest blow spots. Those were you know they were running that no huddle because they were down multiple scores or trying to come back. You know, we look at that Philly game. James White was you know barely used. So um, I think. You know, I, I don't know if, you know, if we can, I don't know if a James White game exists until it actually happens, if that, if you know what I'm saying. Right. I do agree with you, though, that in a game where they have to be high scoring, it has to be high scoring, you know, they're going to have to score a ton of points. But I only see that really happening if New England goes down. Um, I do think James White is still involved. Don't get me wrong. I just, I think that we'll see more. So I think Sony might have a safer floor than we might be willing to give him credit just because of how much he's burned us. You know, like like you said, recency bias with James White could be the very much the same thing with Sony Michelle. He's been so bad. Um, you know, even when he has gotten volume, he hasn't done anything. Right. But you know, from I don't have a lot of Sony. Whatever Sony I had, I sold it. Um, but you know, he's somebody that this week in a tournament play, I might play him just because you know public opinion obviously on him is so bad. Um, so DFS players aren't going to feel comfortable playing Sony Michelle. So. He's somebody that maybe I would play just because you get leverage on the field, and if he if he does have one of these twenty plus carries for hundred yards and two touchdown days, then, then you know you end up cashing cashing big time because of it. So, um, you know, it's something I'm looking at. But I guess a bigger question, other than Sonny Michelle, is what about these auxiliary pieces on the Chiefs side? Because like we say every week, man, Belichick's going to try to take away what you do best. He's going to try to take away your number one weapon. Obviously, we know that's Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, some combination of the two. But Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. You can't take away everything. So um, which of these auxiliary pieces on the Chiefs side are you looking to? Uh, yeah, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think it's a little tough for me to really trust um, anyone else uh, after that point. Um, I, I, I know, you know, one of them could, you know, score a touchdown. Um, maybe Demarcus Robinson or, you know, someone, uh, McCole or something like that. But I just can't really tell you who's going to be. So I, I think I would stick um, – not try to get cute and stick with the you know Kelsey and Hill. Yeah, no, most definitely going to stick with those guys. Um, you know, I guess I'm thinking more in terms of DFS because you know if you do want to try to target this game, maybe you play the single game slate. Who's mm-hmm. a guy that you know might be involved? Um, you know more than you know we might be thinking that they'll be involved. I mean, Lashawn McCoy's got a nice decent target share, so maybe he's involved out of the backfield, fifteen percent the last three weeks. Um, you know, this really has gone through Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. I don't want to, I don't want to touch that no, guy, man. No. So, um, maybe Miko Hartman, just cause you always know, you know, like he's always, he, he's always one play away. Yeah. I mean, so, I would, I would take him over like maybe, you know, Lazard or something like that. Yeah. All right, man. Let's jump to this next matchup. We got the seven and five Tennessee Titans traveling to Oakland to take on a six and six Oakland Raiders. 425 p.m. kickoff, 47.5 point over-under. Titans are 2.5 point favorites. They actually started out as... Uh, yeah, no, 2.5 point favorites. They started out as 1.5 point favorites, so I was a pick them, but 
Um, now they're two and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got on this matchup? Man? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the under in the game, but yeah, I got I got the Titans covering and the, the Titans to win. Uh, I think both these teams are just going in opposite directions. Um, I'm surprised the Titans are maybe not favored by a little more here. Um, you, you, the the Raiders have been struggling of late, and the Titans are just uh, a very well coached team, a good team. Um, they don't beat themselves, and they're you know they're in, they're in position to take this this division. So I think they. You know they really want to do it. Um, they're they're gonna go for it, and I think they control the game, especially uh, running the ball. Derrick Henry, uh, I like him a lot. You know, I also like Ryan Tannehill in this matchup against his uh, very vulnerable secondary. Um, so you you, you like uh, him um, and the, the maybe the guys he's throwing to, is, uh, specifically AJ Brown. Um, it's really maybe the only only one looking at probably in the passing game to trust. Uh, but um, on the Raiders side, Josh Jacobs. Uh, you gotta you know keep rolling with him. This man's been playing with a fractured shoulder all season, which is just another you know test of how he's been balling all year. Rookie of the year, he's he's doing it for you um, and for fantasy owners. Um, so I, I like him really. The only one I could really trust on on the Raiders side and Darren Waller. Yeah, um, this is Ryan Tannehill's Titans now, man. So in on Ryan Tannehill's Titans, I take the over. Okay, okay. So I'm taking. <laughs> I'm taking the over. Um, taking the Titans to cover the spread. I'm taking the Titans to win this game. Titans are just the better team to me, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, since Ryan Tannehill has taken over, their identity is completely shifted. On um, their offensive team now, um, you know this is uh, so this Titans team. Uh, this was a nugget from Warren Sharp. This Titans team is the number one red zone offense in the NFL, um, and that goes back. That includes, you know. Uh, Marcus Mariota's time with this offense. So this is the number one team in the red zone. Um, this Raiders defense is the the worst team, like 32nd in, in terms of red zone defense. So um, that just shows you this, the nice little spot that the Titans are in. So I, I do really like Ryan Tannehill this game. The weather is not supposed to be too bad. Um, they say it's a 50% chance of rain, 30% chance of rain, but there's going to be no wind, and the wind is, is usually the biggest problem uh, in terms of the passing game. Um, but then, so, but Ryan Tannehill, um, he actually, I've been saying that he was the second most, he had the second most fantasy points per pass attempt at the quarterback position, only to Lamar Jackson. Um, well, that was going into last game. Um, after last game, they're now tied. For them both for the most fancy points per pass attempt, um, and he gets obviously this Oakland team who we've been targeting all year. They've been really bad, um, and the Titans on the season, you know, this twenty-five point implied team total. That's their highest implied total of the season. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's got multiple touchdowns in three straight games, and he's got multiple touchdowns five of the last six. Basically, Ryan Tannehill is a good play this week. So you start Ryan Tannehill. Um, starting with confidence. Derrick Henry is also another one. Um, Greg, can you guess how many points Derrick Henry averages over his last four games? I'm going to go with 21.5. 27.4 would be oh, the wow. right answer. Wow. Yeah. That's that's, um, that's, that's McCaffrey numbers right there, man. Oh, yeah. No, that's not McCaffrey because McCaffrey is 22.8. Derrick Henry, 27. Oh, okay. That's RB1 um, right there. That's why I like that. Yeah, that. yeah, they're the only two running backs over 20. But Derrick Henry is the only running back with at least 20 fantasy points in his last four games. Yeah, he's been absolutely balling for you. He's been balling. He's been a monster. Um, you know, he's been getting all the touches. Uh, and because, like we talk about, this Ryan Tannehill offense – 
being so good, being so efficient, getting touchdowns, extending drives, that all plays into Derrick Henry. So I love Derrick Henry this week against Oakland, uh, who's, a, who's a bad run defense. Um, you know, like you were saying, though, on the Oakland side, Oakland's got to be able to come play. So I think Oakland's going to be able to play ball. They're at home here. Derek Carr finally gets to sleep in his own bed. I'm sure he missed it. <laughs> so maybe he'll, maybe he'll play a little bit better. Um, you know, Darren Waller, uh, we, we, we were all over Jack Doyle last week going up against this Titans defense. Same thing with Darren Waller. Love him this week going yep. up against this Titans defense as well. Um, and continue to see that Hunter, you know, Hunter Renfro not being in the mix, how that helps him. So, um, you know, obviously really do like that there. So, um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else on this matchup? You talked about A.J. Brown. Adam Humphreys doesn't seem like he's going to play. So that light, that just a light up A.J. Brown for me. Um, you know, but Tyrell Williams, is he somebody that you're excited to play? Um, I it's it's tough um because you know you gotta trust that attachment to Derek Carr um you're saying he's home so uh Tyro might play you know a little better but um it's tough to really trust him at this point I don't think I would pull the trigger yeah I can't do that um also there is a name though that nobody's talking about no one in the industry is talking about it but we're gonna talk about it because we're fancy football diagnostics Johnu Smith man um, yeah, the backup tight end Delaney Walker. Um, you know, uh, Delaney Walker is on IR. This Oakland team, this Oakland defense, has been bad against the tight end. It's one that we were targeting to start the year. Um, we haven't really had an opportunity to target them again as of late. I'm trying to even find where they are on this list. I mean, over the last few weeks, they've been slightly better against the tight end position. Um, but I think that's little thrown off seeing how um you know cincinnati was involved in that but you know on this season oakland ranks sixth in terms of fancy points given up to the tight end position so um you know Jonu smith coming in here getting you know these snaps from uh left by you know delaney walker uh i do I do think he's viable here this week, uh, especially as a DFS play because he's like 4,800. So what do you think there? Uh, so Jonah Smith, he's, he's definitely been struggling late, but I think the matchup is helping, um, you know, in those last couple of matchups that he's had had a good one, um, he's produced. So I think uh, it's, it's, if it's a good spot for him, he, he could uh, um, be viable for you. Um, I think as a, a tight end streamer. Uh, so I, I think I like it. Um, um, I think I could, you know, Go a little um, other tight ends over him, but um, if you're you know desperate for a streaming option, I, I like that play. Yeah, I mean, if we look at you know he's played he played ninety percent of the snaps last week. Uh, he's been he's been up over eighty percent every week since week nine. So um, he's on the field. You know, you know, he's he had I think one decent matchup in that span. Uh, Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. He um, played well. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did decent. He had eight yeah. targets, caught four. Or no, six targets, caught four balls uh, for 30 yards. So, um, you know, he didn't run a ton of routes in that game either. He had he ran eight routes. He caught six. He got he was targeted six times. He got the ball four times. So, uh, the usage is pretty high there. Um, so, you know, hopefully, you know, if he he's somebody that I, I would look to in DFS if I'm trying to just punt the tight end position, just because he's going to be on the field 90 percent of the snaps. And Oakland has been bad against the tight end position. So, um, just a name to keep an eye there. 
Um, all right, man. We good on this one. Do you want to jump to the next one? Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Let's get this. Uh, we got the seven and five Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Arizona to take on the three eight and one Arizona Cardinals. A forty three and a half point over under. Pittsburgh Steelers are one and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna take the under in this game. Uh, I got the Steelers to the cover the spread. I think it's a field goal game, and I think I got the Steelers to win the game. Um, yeah, it, it, it's gonna be tough, but the Steelers uh, they got a huge win last week um, against the Browns. Uh, they they are still have a chance to you know get into the playoffs, um, get a wild card spot, which has been miraculous this year. How how they started 0 four and that they literally have no one on their roster, um, it, which is it's crazy. Uh, that defense has been doing carrying them this this week, um, which is why I'm a little scared about Kyler Murray um, coming into this matchup. Uh, it could be a spot for him where, you know, um, and he's on a lot of, you know, teams, fantasy teams, um, definitely a lot of playoff teams, so it might be tough to uh, trust him. I don't know if I, I, I'm not, I'm pivoting to Kyle Allen, my, my 16-team league um, against Atlanta. I think I just like the matchup better. Um, but for the Steelers, you know, James Washington, I trust him a lot. No James Conner again, so, you know, Ben is snail. You know, he's going to be there, uh, I think, to give you, you know, you talk about those David Montgomery numbers, got the 20 carries for, like, 86 yards. So maybe expect that kind of output, and hopefully he can get you a touchdown there uh, in a good matchup. Um, and, you know, Vance Madonna, you got to like him. Tight end. He's, he's tight end in the NFL, and he plays against the Cardinals, so you got to like Vance McDonald. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, I like that on the Steelers side. On the Cardinals side, um, really, it's tough to really like a, a lot of people in this matchup. Um, I'm not really sure if I could trust anybody, so maybe except Kenyon Drake as a, a flex play. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover the spread and win this game, though. Okay, okay. Um, I, I don't, I don't like, I do agree with you. I don't think Kyler Murray is a great play this week. Um, obviously, you know, he's he, he throws the ball so much, and... He obviously brings a rushing upside as well, so I think there's a nice steady floor there for Kyler Murray. But I don't know if you're gonna necessarily hit that ceiling with Kyler Murray this right. week. Um, I do like um, on the Pittsburgh side, like you were saying, uh, you know, Benny Snell, Benny Snell, Benny Snell, the Snell. I don't know, whatever. We need to figure out. We need to lock down. Yeah, this we do. We do. We do. Guy, we got, we'll get you before the end. But I do like him this week. Um, I do like, you know, James Washington as a nice boom play. Uh, Duck Hodges, uh, his price is a little too expensive for me on FanDuel, seven thousand. But um, that's the literally the only place I'm interested in playing him outside of two quarterback leagues. Yeah. Um, you know, so but Vance McDonald, I do like that. Um, you know, obviously the matchup against the, against the Cardinals, so gotta love that one. Um, and then on the Arizona side, I don't know who I would bring it back with. You know, Kenny Drake, like you said, but, um, you know, is there anybody else? Uh, you know, Christian Kirk, I'm not in love yet. Like, he's been so hit or miss. Um, you know, Larry Fitzgerald also been hit or miss. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. So, you know, if I could avoid this matchup, I will. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you said, other than those guys, I'm not really interested. Um Anybody else in this matchup that you're interested in? Uh, nah, I think um, we can move on to the next game. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, man. With Sunday night game, man, this is a really interesting game. We got the ten and two Seattle Seahawks traveling to LA to take on the seven and five LA Rams. 
Um, this line makes no sense to me, but the Rams um, started out as two and a half point dogs and are now one point favorites in wow. a 47 and a half point over under. So, Greg, what do you got in this game? <laughs> Rams are, wow, that's, that's crazy. That's uh, definitely a surprise to me. Uh, yeah, makes my definitely betting that game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely easy decision here. You know, I'm gonna take the over though. Um, but yeah, Seattle to cover and uh, definitely Seattle to win the game. Uh, I just think Seattle's the better team. Um, even though the Rams are home, it doesn't really matter. Uh, especially now in Seattle, I think they're the fans are gonna travel well. They don't really have home field, so I don't see I don't see why you know Seattle should be uh, dogs in this game. Um, Russell Wilson, he's gonna get it done. Uh, it doesn't matter where he is, uh, how he, where he's playing, what the weather's like. Um, this man has been so money this year. If it wasn't for Lamar, uh, he'd definitely be the MVP uh, for sure, um, without a doubt. So I like him. Uh, I like you know the running backs in this matchup. I think both Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, um, they played well, um, much uh, like last week in a in a good matchup. Um, but I think you can you can trust uh, those guys this week. Um, Especially, you know, if Chris Carson was you know, struggles or if he fumbles the ball, I think they immediately pivot to Rashad Penny. So you got to be ready for that. Um, um, and you know, Tyler Lock has been struggling of late. Um, so I, I think I would, you know, lean to more DK Metcalf as the safe option here. Um, on the, the Ram side, yeah, Todd Gurley, um, Sean McVay. I like what he's saying. He's you know he he's giving the ball to Todd Gurley more because he's not being an idiot. Um, that's basically what it comes down to. <laughs> so you, you got to like Anti-Matt Nagy. Yeah, anti-Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like him. I like Cooper Cup. Um, Robert Woods, he's been playing well of late, especially still not without a touchdown. So that's 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 basically the definition of safe and not being touchdown dependent. So those two guys and uh, Gurley, you, you're, I think, a good place for you. Yeah, I'm going to take this over. I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover the spread. Seahawks to win this game. That's easy money right there. Um, yeah, on the on the the Rams side, um, I think you could play Jared Goff this week. Um, yeah. I don't want to do it, but I think you could do it. High over under. Yeah. Um, he's at home. Uh, he played this team earlier in the year and had a. Um, he had a really good day against them. Finishes the QB 11 that day. Um, so, decent day against them. Um, so, he, you know, so definitely excited. To, or not excited to play him, but it's definitely somebody I'm not afraid to play. Uh, Cooper Cup, like you were saying. Robert Woods, who obviously he's been on a roll. Um, and then Todd Gurley, uh, I think, obviously, he plays well. Uh, and then on the Seahawks side. Uh, no, I was forgot to mention Tyler Higby. I think is a, a pretty good play as well. Yes, Tyler Higby is a really good play yeah, yeah. Um, here as well. Um, you know, uh, on the Seahawks side, you know, Russell Wilson, obviously, you're going to play him. Um, Tyler Lockett, yeah, no, you know, he, obviously, he's he's burned you the last couple weeks. First, coming back from, or, you know, with the shin injury and then, now with uh, you know it was the brutal. flu so brutal. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping the flu was more the issue than the shin because you know if the flu is the issue he'll he'll just be back you know but if the shin was the is the it was the issue hopefully that's not still lingering so um, but you know you got no time you got to make you got to you got to start him so you start him DK Metcalf I, I like I like him as in this matchup as well um, Josh Gordon just stay away from him. Yes. Um, 
And then Jacob Hollister, he's in Russell Wilson's circle of trust. That yep. means he's in my circle of trust. Yep. So um, he's in my fantasy lineups. And he's got that Week 16 matchup against Arizona. So oh, yeah. you can at least pick him up oh, if yeah. you're not going to start him this week. Especially if you're on that bye, um, teams that are high seeds. Yeah, definitely uh, t- kind of look ahead and yeah, get uh, Jacob Hollister. Yeah, we'll help you guys right now. Week 15, pick up David Njoku. Yep. Week 16, pick... Uh, pick up Jacob Hollister. There you go. If you're on by. So just put those guys on your bench right now and just stash away. Tyler Lockett's scared Stash me and cash. A lot. Only, not no, not I know. He, just, he does. He's burned. He's, he's burned. It's the people that tried to get into the playoffs and probably could, didn't because of Tyler Lockett. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard for me to, to trust him. Just because I'm, I'm mad at him. Yeah, that's really what it is. I'm yeah, no, I, you know, I know. But we have to, we have to be able to... To, you know, forgive in fantasy. I mean, the last three weeks, you're right. He's wide receiver 53, wide receiver 60, wide receiver 135. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's horrible. Oh, man. That's all fresh being off being the wide receiver one. Yeah. uh, You know, week nine. So, you know, but, you know, again, he was injured. Then he was on bye. And then he came back and it was like he still wasn't 100%. And then then he was sick. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, he's the wide receiver 18 on the year. If you look at his performances, he'd only had, you know, three performances where he finished outside, outside of the top 24. Um, so he's definitely somebody that, you know, I'm not going to be overly concerned with. Um, but I'm also, I also understand, um, you know, the level of frustration that you might have with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I just, I'm gonna be in wait to see mode. Um, yeah, you, you can guys go start him, but I'm not sure if I have to put a trigger. Oh man, wait and see mode with Tyler Lockett. Uh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I got, I gotta wait and see, man. He's got to get back out the doghouse for me. Oh, that's gonna be tough, man. I, I mean, I, I, I come, like I said, I completely understand the. And you know, with you guys two listening, this is obviously this is just this just proves it's your decision, right? You know, you have to do what you have to do. I just can't. Forty-seven and a half point over under. He's on the field. You know, he's he's been playing the snaps. So, I mean, I can't I can't bench that. It's gonna be really tough for me to to bench that. Um. But I, I, like I said, I, I understand where you're coming from, yeah. so I don't hate it. Yeah. All right, man. Um, let's jump to this next matchup, man. We've got the two and ten New York Giants traveling to Philadelphia to take on the five and seven Philadelphia Eagles. This is your Monday night game, eight fifteen p.m. The Eagles are nine and a half point favorites in a forty five and a half point over under. Eli making his return. Oh man. So Greg. What do you got, man? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, I'm gonna take the the Giants to cover the spread, but uh, I'm gonna take the Eagles to still win the game. Uh, I think you know Eli is gonna surprise some people. You know he's gonna play. I think he's gonna play a little well in this game. Uh, do what he has to do. I don't think I would go at him or start him or anything like that. It, it is a good matchup, but I just you know I haven't seen much from Eli. He's rested though. That's just that's all I gotta say. So it, I won't be surprised if he, he shows a little some. Maybe gets a couple touchdowns and something like that. Um, uh, I, I like Saquon a lot, uh, yeah, especially with Eli um, in general. But you know, those the the, the checkdowns might come back, so that's, that's a lot of receptions for Saquon. 
Um, uh, Evan Ingram, I think he's supposed to be back. So I think if he's, if he's back, I think you have to trust him to, to play him. Um, <clears throat> and then on the, the Eagles side, I like Carson Wentz a lot in this matchup. Um, I like Alson Jeffrey a lot in this matchup and, and, and Miles Sanders for sure. Um, uh, Zach Ertz as well. All the, all the main pieces for the Eagles, especially down the field options, uh, are going to be there. Uh, I guess it's you know, very vulnerable secondary of the Giants. We've been attacking them all year. I think you got to keep doing it here. Yeah, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the, uh, I can't make up my mind. I'm going to take the under here. Um, no nah, man, screw it. Eli, I'm gonna do it for Eli. I'm gonna take this over. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Giants to cover this ten, this nine and a half point spread. I'm gonna take the Eagles to win this game. However, um, you know, like you were saying, Carson Wentz, love him in this matchup. Alshon Jeffrey, he's averaging fifty in games where he's completely healthy, finishes the game. He's averaging fifteen points, um, fifteen fantasy points per game. He is obviously in his last matchup we saw what he did against the Dolphins he's had another cake matchup this week against against the Giants so I um, really like him this week especially um, and then you know Zach Ertz like you were saying um, Dallas Goddard I'm still comfortable playing as well and then Miles Sanders um, you know like you said we're expecting no Jordan Howard again so I think we can get uh, Miles Sanders here um, having a big day um, you know, just in terms of in terms of volume and usage here against the Giants, and on the Giants side, like you were saying, um, you know, Golden Tate, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, I think are all in play. All guys that are in play for me. Um, you know, you know, we want to talk about disappointing Saquon, somebody that's been disappointing. Um, but you know, like you were saying, hopefully, the you know Eli returning helps return some of that target. Um, that target volume back to him through the way of some checkdowns. So um, hopefully that comes. Um, is there anybody else that you're interested in this matchup? Any of these auxiliary pieces that you may be interested in? Uh, not really. I know I, I'm not going to mention the Caden Smith uh, thing again. Uh, you know I don't think you know, this is the necessarily the game for him. Philly's uh, pretty good against tight ends. Um, and you know Evan Ingram's back. So yeah, I think the the main guys that are going to be there are going to produce for this. It could be a you know. A, Pretty, I think a high, pretty high scoring game actually. Mm. Well, I'm just looking at the box, the stat line from last week. This seems like this was a uh, this was Saquon's, you know, in terms of usage. This was a, you know, his best game since that Detroit game. Um, you know, 19 carries. He had seven targets in this in this last yep. game. I guess. Yep. I guess Daniel Jones and Pat Shermer heard us talking. Um. But 115 total yards. He hadn't had a, a, you know, he hadn't had a number like that since, since the Detroit game week eight. So, um, yeah, maybe Saquon's turned the corner here. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah, I, ho- I hope so. Um, you know, uh, yeah, he, they'll be pretty down, huge down the stretch. Um, for you to give you what Saquon, what you drafted him as. Um, you know, majority number one pick in a lot of leagues. So, uh, you, you gotta hope that he can kind of make it up in this last and for the playoff time. All right, man. So uh, I think that's all we got in this matchup, bro, right? Yes, so, sir. So uh, let's, let's jump into the starts of the week, man. It's money time, money bro. Money time. Yes, sir. All right, man. So your QB start of the week, my brother. What do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm a starter. I really love this guy. Uh, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz um, Monday night against the Giants. Uh, I think it's just a great matchup. 
uh, you know, throwing down the field. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, he's been pretty money. Zach Ertz, uh, you know, got it. I think he he uses a lot of his targets uh, in Miles Sanders, especially in the passing game, to attack this Giants defense. The Eagles really, really need this game. They really want it. I know they saw the Cowboys on Thursday night. Uh, they they still have some hope uh, to you know be seven and nine and win this division. So uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna come out rolling. Yeah, man, I really like that one, bro. Carson Wentz, he was honorable mention start of the week last week. So you know, a home game against the Giants, man, gotta love that one. Um, I was gonna go Aaron Rodgers this week, but I don't want to go with the back to back. Plus, if I go Aaron Rodgers again and he has another good week, people are going to start thinking that we could play Aaron Rodgers going forward. But we got to remember the plan. We get to drop Aaron Rodgers after this game right here. So um, stick with that plan. But my QB start of the week, man, I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill, man. He's got the matchup against the Oakland Raiders. He's on the road. Um, keep an eye out for the weather, but it seems like it's going to be a little bit of rain, um, but it should be okay for the most part. But like I was talking about before, Ryan Tannehill, Leads this Titans offense, which is number one red zone offense in the NFL, going up against this Oakland Raiders, uh, the the last the dead last in terms of red zone defense. Uh, they've got a twenty five team implied twenty five point implied team total. Um, that's the high their highest total of the year. This offense runs through two people. It's Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, um, and I think Ryan Tannehill is going to have himself a game in this one. You know, multiple touchdowns. Uh, you know, three straight games and multiple touchdowns. I think that trend continues this week. So Ryan Tannehill, he's my QB star of the week. Yes, sir. Greg, man, wide receiver star of the week, my brother. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm go DJ Moore in this one. Um, just he's been so money all year. Uh, Twelve targets again last week. Uh, last time he had you know a top ten matchup against New Orleans a couple weeks ago. Uh, he finished with a huge day. Got two touchdowns, 125, six, 126 yards receiving. Uh, I think you kind of see a similar production here as far as you know maybe this the receiving number and i think he gets into the end zone so i think you know he's a locked in top five play uh dj moore start him up Ooh, i like that one man oh man all right i'm gonna go a little i'm gonna go stefan diggs my brother okay uh stefan diggs he's got this matchup against the detroit lions man um and stefan diggs man he's been hot and cold man you know one week he's on one week he's off if you consider last week an off week and this week's an on week man you got these detroit lions who, like we said, they've just been bad all year defending everybody. Um, and he's, he's at home. The Minnesota Vikings, they need to continue to win games. they got to make the playoffs. They're 8-4. and four. Um, I think you can start Stephon Diggs with, with a lot of confidence this week, man. So that's my wide receiver start of the week. Weird. I, I like that. Greg, your running back start of the week, man. What do you got? Yeah, this is more like I think, you know, I have to see it happen. Uh, Aaron Jones against the Redskins. Uh, I think, you know, they're, they're going to get back to, you know, running the ball in this game, um, doing that, controlling the clock. And I think Aaron Jones is going to be a big factor in Jamal Williams as well. But it's, uh, Aaron Jones is going to get a touchdown in this game. Uh, I think he's used um, his last two games on the road, uh, struggled in. Uh, that last home game against Carolina, he went off. Uh, had three rushing touchdowns, so I think him being at home helps him a little bit, and then uh, I think the Packers roll and Aaron Jones rolls. Yeah, man, I think Aaron Jones is going to come through for his fantasy owners this weekend, man. I definitely hope so because I've, I've got quite a bit of Aaron Jones, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I got to ride with that one. Um, all right, man, my running back start of the week, man. I'm going with Melvin Gordon, man. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, he's got a matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Over the last month, Melvin Gordon has – 44% of his team's touches. That's going to be good for eighth in the league. 
Uh, he's got at least 22 touches in three of his last four games. And he gets to go against a Jacksonville defense, which gives up the third most fantasy points to the running back position over the last three weeks, uh, giving up 32.6 to the running back to, to uh, total to to the team opposing teams running backs. So that doesn't just bode well for Melvin Gordon. Also bodes well for Austin Eckler. But Melvin Gordon, he's gonna be my running back start of the week this week, man. Yeah, um, MG3. Um, I'm happy he's back and you know doing what he has to do. Um, saved, you know, made that draft pick for those guys that picked Melvin Gordon, and very nice by now. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely looking real nice right now. Those guys that that or whoever those fancy owners that got Melvin Gordon, you know, in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Yeah. All right, Greg, your tight end start of the week, man. What do you got, brother? Uh, I'm gonna go Tyler Higby. Um, you know, he. he Went off last week you know, playing the Cardinals, which is expected. But another very juicy matchup again this week against Seattle, uh, who just got lit up last week. Um, you know, Kyle Rudolph was able to score against them. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Tyler Higby. He got eight targets last week. Um, I think he, they, the Rams will use him again. Um, I think they, they like to use uh, more uh, the guys in the uh, intermediate zone and with the between the numbers a lot more this year uh, compared to last year. So I, I like him. Yeah, man, I, I like that one too as well. Uh, my tight end start of the week, I'm actually going to go back to that Well, I'm going to go back to Jack Doyle, man. I just can't yeah, help man. myself, Yeah, man, fresh off man. the deal too. Yeah, man, fresh off the deal. He had to get paid. Um, you know, fresh off a, a tight end start. I made him my tight end start of the week last week. He came through. Uh, the matchup is just too juicy. The situation oh, yeah, is absolutely. just too juicy. Uh, he's got Tampa Bay, who, like I said, on the season, they gave up the second most fantasy points to the, to the tight end position. So, uh, you know, again, no T.Y. Hilton, again, no Eric Ebron. So, Jack Doyle, we're going to go back to that well, man. Jack Doyle, tight end start of the week, start him up. Yes, sir. All right, man, let's get to the streamers, man. So, Greg, which, which quarterback are you streaming this week? Who's your quarterback streamer of the week? Bro? Yeah, I, I got to go with Kyle Allen uh, against these uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I'm, I'm all in on him. I think, you know, he's uh, going to be uh, over high over on the game um, against Atlanta. I think Kyle Allen plays better. He could have... Uh, a huge stanker, but I think he gets the other side of the spectrum where he has one of those, you know, three or four touchdown performances, um, goes off against this Atlanta Falcons team. All right, man. Um, so I'm actually going to go my deep, deep sleeper, man. Got to go Duck Hodges, man. Duck oh, Devlin man. Hodges. Uh-huh. I can't I can't help myself. Um, you know, I, I like to get down and dirty. So Duck Hodges, um, you know, he's undrafted. Uh, 7,000 on FanDuel, goes to go up against this Arizona defense, which gives up the most fantasy points to the quarterback position, and they haven't stopped. You know, I think they're giving the fantasy points to quarterbacks right now, actually, as we speak. <laughs> so, Duck Hodges, uh, QB stream of the week, man. Stream him up. Yes, sir. Greg, you're, you're uh tight end stream of the week, brother. What do you got? Oh, yeah, Vance McDonald. Got to get the Cardinals in here somehow. Uh, you know, go get him. <laughs> Uh, really, he's playing the Cardinals. They have literally given up another, yeah, a touchdown to. I, I think um, only two games they haven't given up a touchdown to the tight end they played. Oh whoa, whoa! Did you see that? Oh man, the Cardinals just gave up a, t- a touchdown to a tight end. Oh man, yo, I, it flew right by <laughs> me. You know, I, maybe I'll catch the next one. It's coming in, you know, in a couple minutes, so I'll be ready for the next one. I promise. You know, <laughs> yeah, this this team is just historically bad against this t- the tight end position. I haven't seen something like this. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Vance McDonald. If you especially like the colleges, you know, you got to help them out. Oh, yeah. You got to get that stack, man. Yep, yep. 
All right, man. So my tight end stream of the week, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get real sneaky, man. I'm gonna go Jeremy Sprinkle with you, brother. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle. He is the Washington Redskins tight starting tight end. Um, and he's got this matchup against Green Bay, who you know we've been targeting this Green Bay defense all year. They give up the, th- the third most fantasy points to the tight end position uh, over the last five weeks. They give up the five most fantasy, the fifth most fantasy points to the tight end position. So they're still you know uh, giving up. Giving it up last week, you went to the Caden, the Caden Smith, yes, sir. Uh, well, this week we're gonna go to the Jeremy Sprinkle. Well, so hopefully, uh, we get a, a lot more than just a sprinkle, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Jeremy Sprinkle, let's start him up. Tight end stream of the week, yeah. Greg, your defensive stream of the week, brother. What do you got? Uh, this week, you know, I, I like you know, of course, the Steelers, obviously, but the Browns, um, against uh, Cincinnati, I think they could maybe get a couple turnovers, um, but. Uh, Andy Dawn be back. Uh, I picked the Browns up a couple weeks ago to do this, but uh, yeah, I'm more more of the the Steelers against the Cardinals. I think they can get some turnovers. I like that more. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Steelers are readily available, but I'm actually gonna go with the other side of that game. I'm gonna go with Arizona as a potential okay. stream, man. Um, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers they've allowed the they've given up the defense seven the defense three the defense three the defense 16 and the defense 22 the last five weeks um arizona actually there's one thing they're good at on defense that's actually getting after the passer um and you know yeah i know that i understand that they're bad as a pass defense um but you know they can still give up fancy points to guys like james washington and vance mcdonald um and even duck hodges but still have you know still hold duck hodges uh, and that Steelers, you know, defense to a bad day by, you know, getting sacks, forcing some turnovers, um, and things like that. So I think uh, I really do like Arizona. Also, another stream I like, Green Bay, 13-point favorites. Houston also like them as well. They're also 13 or nine-and-a-half-point nine favorites at home, um, both against rookie quarterbacks. So I like those guys as well. So Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, yeah. All right, man. So that's it, man. So, uh, you know, guys, good luck in your fantasy matchups this week. Playoffs, it's going to be crazy. But, you know, Greg, as I always do, which, which, what are you most excited for this week? I know uh, you got a birthday coming up Monday. So oh, yeah, you already know. About that. Uh, it's the, your boy's birthday, you know, the day the earth was saved, uh, as some would say, uh, call it. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm right now, I'm watching this, uh, this Lakers Portland game, too. So, got this, uh, luck basketball going. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a good fantasy week. A lot of good games on the slate too. Uh, this week, especially after last week, I was uh crapping on the the schedule. But this week is it's, it's money right now. I don't really know, you know what I'm gonna be jumping back and forth. We got something for one four and a top game for you know each slate. Yeah, man, I I really like that. I'm I'm curious to see this Niners um New Orleans game. You called it the you know a, a NFC Championship game preview. Um, so we'll see about that. I mean, I'm excited to I'm excited to see that game. Um, you know, I failed to mention what I was actually, you know, because we both picked the Niners, but I'm not starting the Niners defense anywhere. Should I change that? Uh, I I I don't know. Actually, I was gonna mention the Eagles is sneaky. You know, I think yes. good defensive play too. But yeah, I like them too. Yeah, uh, 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 Russell Wilson. He's not gonna. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I could started anyone against Russell Wilson. You're right. Yeah. No, Niners defense against Drew Brees. Oh, against Drew Brees. Oh, actually, um this one's in it's in it's in New Orleans though. That's what gave me the most question. I think the biggest pause. 
it could be still uh, low scoring. I, I I have the under in that game, so I think they'll hold their own at the at the very least. I don't think they'll get destroyed. Um, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to get turnovers in this game, which is what they've been making their money on a lot this year. Well, they make money off sacks as well. Drew Brees is a statue, um, so that's the one thing I do like. But I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I picked up Minnesota in the league. I picked up Houston in the yeah, league. I, think I don't those really want to start better those. Plays. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to bet against Drew Brees at home. Yeah. Although I really might actually bet against Drew Brees at home. But I'll let you guys know about that on Monday. All right, guys. Well, um, thanks for listening. Thank appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, if you could just please leave us a rate, follow, review, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening to, uh, however it is that you you bring us and our fantasy goodness to your ears, we appreciate that. Um, and as always, we are out. Yeah. Thank you.